Hello and broadcasting from the beautiful Central Coast of California. It's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show. Holding the mic, karaoke style, was good. Oh, hey, what's this? Crack open a cold one. I would say one-handed, but I used my mic hand that like cold the drink in my chest. I think I could do it one-handed. Let me pound this down. Oh, I'll try that side. Oh, yeah, That's right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with your boys, James and Edward. I'm Edward. How are you guys all doing? Uh, right now, our studio's a mess because it's uh, definitely studio recording time. Nah, it I totally t- looks like it's put together. Oh, yeah, no. It's kind of messed up set up. It's like set up right now to track freaking, I don't know, instruments and shit. Everywhere you step, I'm like about a cable. I'm about to track a demo of my punk band, so I'm holding the my usual podcast mic karaoke style yeah so there might be that kind of noise i'll try my best to keep myself steady but i have a feeling i'm gonna be doing a lot of extenuating notes ellie uh, like that better than whenever you record jake on the show oh that one time where he's just like yeah hey i'm just gonna talk over here (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, this totally works it's like the mic's right up the fucking mic it's like the mic's over here but i'm gonna talk like the mic's over here yeah can you like talk straight into the fucking mic my guy professional singer jake bonesteel okay he's not a professional singer he barely gets paid okay i guess it counts he gets some money. Pretty boy Not pop often. star, graduate from MI alumni. Jake uh, doesn't know how microphones work. And don't worry, listeners. There are timestamps. If you ever want to skip forward to any part of the show, you do not hurt my feelings. And don't worry. I'm not coming from Vegas, so there won't be a long rant. Maybe I should save it for after the show. See, you would have. See, you, you, you would. I hated myself for doing that. You would have cut me short. That's that's the main difference between you. I was, and me. I'm too. I, I'm too. I'm too. I'm not going to say I'm too nice because that's bullshit. But I, I'm too. I'm too near to cut people off. So I'm like. So around it was like ten minutes in, and I'm like, okay, he'll probably be wrapping up soon. Nope. And you would. This is when you were just nope. talking about like the dessert. Yeah, the dessert where free and. Uh, Good friend, like Dylan's all mad that I ordered dessert, thinking I was spiting him because he was not feeling too hot and want to get back to the hotel room. But like me and the two other peeps are like staying down on some delicious fucking food. Yes. And freaking Dylon just like ate like three bites of his Getty. And he's like, I don't feel like eating anymore. I hate this you so nice, much. Dude, there was a fight like, dude, these were some like, fuck it. This his spaghetti. There's a good size meatballs, bro. Yeah. How did it screw up? Dude, they were like maybe a little bit smaller diameter than a pool, like a pool cue. Ooh. Like, like pretty good. Yeah, like billiards ball. Billiards ball. Like, dude, these are some good size friggin' meatballs. He ate like maybe like three bites of the spaghetti and then basically threw it out. Yeah. And then he got I kind of don't have sympathy for it. Well, his stomach wasn't at the best. Yeah. But like he'll down Popeyes, but then gets a delicious Getty and then just goes... I'm good. And this goes... Maybe I'm feeling a little icky-sicky, but at the same time, I was like... Oh. And he's like, James, why do you hate me? Why are you ordering dessert? And you're just like, yes, James, I hate I hate you so much. Bring me apple pastry. 
Oh, yeah. Bring me that fucking bourbon apple bread pudding, bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, what stories you got for uh, life? Or should we just hop into the show? Uh, What's I've your only, choice? I guess I've only got two things to mention. One. Hey, that's two things. I've been that's on. Not, it's uh, more than one thing. I've been on a bit of a retro kick recently, which I'm always nervous to go on because I really don't want to be one of. The, we're at the age now where you kind of uh, where people get really, really like hardcore defensive about stuff they liked as a kid so i always try to like uh space out my nostalgia trip trips and i say that because i have been playing the shit out of ape escape uh the the old playstation series not, i was not suspecting you to go into ape escape i thought you were oh, about yeah. to talk about a podcast oh no no um no i didn't listen but no ape escape's pretty steep oh yeah i um like I, I found uh i've had the first game for a bit but i tracked down the the other two and man what a fun series it's just you hit monkeys and you capture them and you just double jump and shit you get all the cool gadgets good soundtrack the first game on the PlayStation, I guess, was pretty notable because the guy they had do the music was an actual, like, club DJ dude. So that's pretty neat. That's been cool. And then the other thing is, I've talked to you about this off air, but I haven't talked about this on air. So, hey, listeners, um, we're real big fans of uh, the Wrestling Observer. And and we're fans of pro wrestling. Maybe you've noticed in some of our show of our, like anyone that like any returning customers to this freaking podcast. There's a IE radio show. One it of technically counts as a radio show because true. we talk about music and we do play some music. True. So it technically counts as a radio show. So but it's also really- a podcast or broadcast. <laughs> I'm getting, I don't know where I'm going with this. Where no, you going? No, I get All right, tell me what's good. So one of the shows on there, and debatably the most famous show on the, on the, the network, is uh, Brian and Vinny, who are very famous in uh, the okay. wrestling world for uh, or well, the, the marquee wrestling world for their memes. Uh, uh, Brian and Vinny is where the really nasally high pitched guy goes minus five stars, like. 14 years if ago. anyone knows of like yeah wrestling memes yeah a botchamania well long story short a long time ago they started reviewing if you're a wrestling fan you know about the story of wcw and how they how they rose to glory and fell 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 into the depths of hell for various reasons um and they started reviewing the old WCW Monday Nitros because well, that would, they would like review those a couple years ago and yeah. yes WCW why they fell was like there's a lot of they did a lot of stupid shit they could have wrote two books on it damn right <laughs> damn I need to get that audio book back from fucking good friend Dylan's car oh shit that's and my right, fucking yeah. my fucking super cheese pit vipers <laughs> I hope they haven't been fucking going on his saucy greasy dome he probably doesn't even know they're there knowing dylan he probably doesn't even know they're there that'd be really great <laughs> but i doubt it so um and and then eventually they go from reviewing wcw nitros too because uh especially Vinny, they were getting so sick of the current monday night raw product which i'm gonna be honest i kind of forget how horrible 20 like 14 to like 16 17 raw uh, like wwe tv was there was like nothing happening those years besides vince trying to push roman wait what year uh like 2014 to like 2017 no those were like fine years because that was like the rise of like nxt 
Yeah, so, so but there like, was a little no, bit there was more, that. There was I'm, like the rise of NXT. There was a little bit of indie work rate, and yeah, the push of like, and you had like the push of like the Shield people. Yeah, that's when they felt fresh, as like they were getting pushed to become the next big stars. Like that isn't a bad period. The bad period is when it happened around like late 2018, when like they try to like make try to have like the crowd hate on Becky, but the crowd really loved Becky, and yeah. Becky became a huge star. Oh yeah, that, that is great. that is a rough period. That's like you know the Bobby Lashley and Lana for in wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's or them. the or the or the Bobby Lashley. This is your life segment where they brought on yes. his sisters. Yes. Point I'm getting at is that eventually they started, like I said, reviewing the Monday Night Raw uh, Raws from the same year um, during the Monday Night Wars, which technically spans from like 96. I think it's like late 95 all the way to. Uh, well, let's be uh, let's be honest. The war was over and like, what was it really over? Like really, really over because it wasn't just over when the 83 weeks ended. To me, it really ended like 90, like mid to late 99. It was for sure. I would say more mid 99. Okay. Like you know what? It's That's either like nice. obviously like you know what? It maybe for sure the turn. Nope, I know hmm. for sure. Uh, the significant moment was like you know the beginning of the year of ninety nine. Yeah, the beginning. Oh. Like I think one of the first like the first episodes of ninety nine, like the very first episodes where you literally. Hmm. What show? What show do you want me to say first? <laughs> do raw. All right, you know what happened on the main event of Raw? What? That's when Mick Foley won the title. Oh, word? No way. And what happened on WCW? Was the finger poke of doom and the <laughs> band getting back together. That's right. We're going back to the, 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 NWO, to the NWO, baby. And the finger poke of doom. And also on that show, them telling, oh, hey, Mick Foley's like freaking winning the title. Yeah, yeah that's going to put butts in seats. And, and like, seats. and for sure, like a couple hundred thousand people switched over to see Mick Foley win the title. WCW was so bad that it made people think Tony Schiavone was bad. Well, here's the thing they kept on wanting to try to feud and boost ratings like yeah. throughout the whole thing. And thus, but Rob been kicking their ass and then for a suffered while. the product as the show because Raw was like, I wouldn't say it's the best show because Billy the Undercard was trash. But you yeah. still had the freaking opus that is Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. Yeah. That will never get tired or still old. Still say that's the best feud in wrestling. Yes, that's the feud that made him like the hottest product. And yeah. that's like, yeah, there was a couple other like great stars too. But believe me, 98 and 99 is when you also had the fuckers like freaking like leave it to Beaver or whatever. No, leave it to Beaver. <laughs> Those kind of characters. And like... Yeah. And Jeff Jarrett, well, okay, Jeff Jarrett being a woman hater. With his uh, Kid Rock knockoff yeah. theme song. So, yeah, it was the best thing that Brian Vinian did. And it started good, and it only got better, especially When the as shows got, become horrible. Yeah, yeah, because... Because don't get me wrong, it's funny hearing them hate on WWE, but there's a certain appeal of bad WCW that just can't be beat. But you It's see, almost ridiculous. But the website, the, the Wrestling Observer Figure 4 website, got bought out by, what was it, Sports Center? I, no, it's Sports Illustrated. Illustrated. I think they had a merger. I don't know if they bought out, but they like, no, I think they started becoming affiliated with yeah. Sports Illustrated. Obviously, a bigger move for them. And they bedazzled the website, but kind of also messed up their website script for the friggin' archives for yeah. radio shows. Because you see, what was great about their old website was, <clears throat> but also like Observer, could, like past observer, like 
past Observer yeah. articles too, but mostly it was just like it ruined the archives and not really navigatable. It was like a navigating to the old site was great because you could search by show and then well, by show by you sh- could search by year and then by show by year you could search even by month if you wanted to. So it was very easy to find to find particular shows or what you could do you could go in the search bar and then not only can you search up keywords by show. You could do it by year, too, if you wanted. It was great. It was awesome. But with this new merger, I mean, you could still search by shows. You can't search by year anymore. You can't search by month, which is like, all right, whatever. But I guess it does not matter how specific you type into that search bar. No matter what kind of rigmarole you do, you cannot find anything you're looking for it's awful it's horrible i almost canceled my subscription the only reason i didn't is because i know you still listen to the observer on the daily close oh i do oh it is daily okay oh every morning i always <laughs> every morning when i drive to work i throw on like the last last night's show yeah yeah whatever it may be but obviously thank god the main man that runs the show brian, brian alvarez, alvarez on the free end when he was doing a wrestling observer live radio show legitimately say oh yeah people that complain about the archives we're trying to work on it but literally you can go to just type in archive like was it archive dot like archive dot i believe it's archive dot figure four dot com yeah archive dot f4 w online dot com and it pulled it up i'm like it's the old site i'm like if there's the old fucking we can navigate to the old shows now and they they updated with the new shows too and oh man, going through those old shows, it's been a blast. Cause things, cause things outside of the show have been pretty rough for me, America. But listening to Brian and Vinny, who I would still say is out of, at least out of podcasts is our biggest influence. Um, uh, hearing them like roast these old shows, which I, again, like I said, to me is the best thing they've ever done. And they've reviewed, they've had some great reviews over the years, but oh, it's been great. Smile to my face every time. Oh, for sure. I started. Like, uh, I like. I kind of like went back. To, well, I don't think I went to the exact show where I left off because I was like, you know, what, fuck it. I'm gonna listen to all of, like 2000 again. Yeah, because that's a fucking <laughs> shit show year where I pick up. Yeah, and at least I'm getting close because like Bill Goldberg's back mm-hmm. as a heel. Yeah, Scott Steiner is a baby face. Yeah, I think I must have listened to after when Hogan leaves the company. Yeah, like after Bash of the Beach. Where like for yeah, after Bash of the Beach. Yeah. But, like, it's basically the show's a mess, but Russo's a great character. He's just bad at, like, He actually is a great... He's a good promo. Oh, yeah. No, like, he's a great character. It's all his writing, so, of course, he's going to say it good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a great character, but when it came to him, like, putting together the show, he basically killed the show. Oh, yeah. But it was yeah, bad. That's what I've been doing, and it's been uh, it's been great. I've been doing that, gaming with some friends. Oh, got back in the video editing. If you all remember, uh, if, if you've been with the show for the almost... By the way, this is crazy. The almost two years that we've been around... Uh, you'll remember that I mentioned in older episodes I would edit together little like abridged versions of our stuff with video of the Rock of Love stuff, which is how we got our start. Well, for various reasons, I tapered off from that, but I just finished editing uh, the actual video portion of that just last night. Now the only thing I need to do is edit in the meme section, which I just fucking ripped off from Botchamania. Uh, but yeah, that felt good. So so things are things are going c- cool over here. That's my little life update. 
That's cool. Uh, for me, it's just been working and dealing with the heat since I work outside. It's been very fucking dusty. Yeah, that it's makes been sense. So, it's I've been like been, 80 flat every day. Dude, bro, I've been in like triple digit weather. It's been fucking <laughs> like narnars. I'm, like, right, I'm sweating yeah. balls and pounding water. <laughs> I almost felt like a pseudo heat stroke might have, have approached you been me down, yesterday. Have you been pounding down today's sponsor, Liquid Death? No, we're not sponsored by No, Liquid but Death. that'd be great. I really want. I really. Oh want no, we're them. not tattooed and edgy, or porn stars. Yeah, or porn stars. <laughs> that was the best one. I'm not Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> like it'd be great, but I don't know if our podcast is too edgy. I feel like we're a little bit more normie vibes. I don't know if we. Nah, we're we're too specific about stuff we talk about. Are you sure? I think so. I don't know. We kind of just do whatever. I think the only normie thing about us is that we just try not to like you know we 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 try not to offend anyone but here's the thing to me it's easy stuff like our type of not offending anyone it really just comes down to hey let's avoid some racist jokes watch what you say use people's preferred pronouns i mean that's not really a big deal so i think that's the only thing that people could try to be like oh these guys are normies yeah. Trust me, if they met us in real life, they would know we were not normies. Are you sure? I try to keep it pretty like on the low key. You try to keep it low key, but bro, I've I've known you for like twelve fucking yeah, years. I know like, what I'm talking about. I'm like you know me though. And I don't That's know if a true. random person off the streets just gonna go like, oh yeah, bro. <laughs> I think he's like just a chilling normal. Bro, all they gotta bro. do is look at that mustache. <laughs> oh yeah, God, my fucking mustache. <laughs> the influence is like I play I play fast on the drums. <laughs> I have this mustache. All right. Let's start the show proper. Let's okay. blow up hot or not. Yay. You're talking about your mustache. That's the kind of music that goes with your mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Sure that. Oh, yeah. So hot or not this week. Um, What's Bone still got to say? Well, he's got a new profile picture that's very distracting. Oh, let me look at this. Um, but what does Jay, what does good friend Bone Steel have to say? Wait, hold it. Give me one second. I didn't press record for that channel. Now I did. Okay. What did good friend Bone Steel have to say? Oh, a uh, new single from MGK, literally brand new drop like last night. Song is called still More Than Life. Sick. It's got yeah. this uh, sounds feature more on sick. it by this british sounding dude this british uh, sounding dude? song is probably stronger than a lot of stuff off of his last i don't album, know is he so the rapper from on the fucking tough enough intro or not i don't know jay what the fuck is this? i don't know wait fucking is machine gun still <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, wait, let me play that last bit back what the hell is this profile picture is he sitting on the ground holding his mail i'm still sick fucking dylan <laughs> oh, that's fucking beautiful. That's hilarious. I love these guys. Sometimes I think I hate Jake. <laughs> no, I fucking love Jake. No, he's just, you're entertained. He's by our him. Brent. All right. Like, he sent a music video, but you and me are off in a distance. Yeah, because of the way this thing is, he's like, I don't know how else to describe it to you people, I'm except not, there is literally a drum set between us. Yeah, I'm not Joe Rogan where I got a Jamie. Just go like, hey, Jamie, pull it up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there's just is he still? This is a new single, so is he still doing the pop punk gimmick? I don't I know. Assume, yeah. Let's listen to it. I fill my lungs because my heart's made of concrete. I look to God, even he doesn't want me. I cry my teeth in my sleep because of bad. Well, I'm recording this a little loud for us. 
I'll turn it down and post. He's still doing pop punk? I thought he said he was done. Oh my god, I'm yelling too loud. This reminds me of Hollywood. What the fuck, JFK? This reminds Shiga me of Kelly. I don't think much of your audience know of JFK. This reminds me of Hollywood Undead. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like this song's stronger than anything of his last full length. I feel like this is a guy in his mid-30s recognizing his mortality. Uh, here's the British lad. Okay. Old Brit. <laughs> is this KSI? I can barely understand him over all the voice cracks. Sorry. I recording this shit loud. It would sound awkward if I started turning down. I guess this I feel is like watching than- this, I'm becoming younger. Yo, am I like 19 again or something? Let's see. Yeah, I guess this is be- This is definitely better than a few songs off that last record. Of Dude, his. that last full like was kind of like just there. It was, yeah. It was so inferior to the first one, it was ridiculous. Like, the first one felt fresh. Yeah. But then the second one The second one felt like it was the first record's B-sides. Yeah, it was just, like, more the same. Yeah. I'm in love with the emo girl. This sounds like he's trying to actually fuse the two mediums. Yo, I'm still waiting for Machine Gun Kelly and freaking Megan Fox to do the Johnny Depp Amber Heard shtick. What, you want them to have a messy-ass divorce? I don't know. They might. They kind of like, I don't know, isn't there parallels of like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard with their relationship in the beginning? That's kind of same as I've like. I've people tell that to me, but I don't care enough to look into it. Oh, yeah, come on. You don't want to spend too a- much paying attention to that bullshit. Megan Fox versus Machine Gun Kelly. Corey Taylor, special guest referee. Oh, my God. Yo, did Corey Taylor say something? We need to make a fucking news article about it. Yo, fuck you, freaking hard rock journalism. You guys fucking suck. I'm going to look to see if Corey Taylor commented on this single. I need you, I need you more than life, yeah. 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 All right. Give me your thoughts. What do you think of old Mr. Machine Gun Kelly there? Uh, If I'm going to sum it up quickly, um, I'm giving it a hot just based on the fact that, man, that was better than at least three or four songs off the last album. Longer thoughts? No, it's just just good. I I like the vibe. I like the atmosphere created. Music was nice. Machine Gun Kelly, um, I know, um, maybe a little too obvious on the auto-tune, especially on the- Oh, no, he has auto-tune. No, I don't- I don't have a problem with auto tune. It's just that. Oh no, you're bringing the tra- auto tune tribalists in. Oh my god, you say that every time I mention audio tune. I don't care about audio tune. It's then just you that, wouldn't mention it. But it's but it's distra- I don't love it either. It's <laughs> distracting because literally, like especially in the opening where it's like, oh, it's like it's like because literally I heard that and all it told me was, wow, MGK is. Really out of tune. This guy is not a good singer. That's oh, yeah. all I thought of. Even Eminem on his worst songs, I'm pretty sure didn't use auto tune, or at least he didn't on Kim. Either way, 
Yeah, yeah I like yeah. the song. Yeah, as I said, I guess technically I like it enough. I'm not like a Machine Gun Kelly fan, but do I prefer Machine Gun Kelly over other stuff? Yes, I do get intrigued. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. So I'll give it a hot. It's Why the most not? interesting thing in music right now, debatably. Well, for ro- hard rock music, yeah. rock music, like anything else in music. MGK like, is it hard rock? This isn't hard. Says the edgy metal neck beard. Oh, dude, the edgy ne- metal neck so beard. So Corey Taylor is going to tell me that you're like, you think fucking the rowboat pit in the fucking Testament shit was hard, bro? <laughs> Come on, bro. That shit was fucking sussy bussy. So Corey Taylor didn't say anything about this new single. What I did get was Billboard.com has a timeline of Machine Gun Kelly's feud with Corey Taylor. I don't I think Corey Taylor has the feud with MGK. I think MGK just wants to be left alone. But Corey Taylor, typical metal bros, I always got like, us. MGK said some shit and he's like, bro, why'd you say shit? You don't say shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> Corey Taylor told me that I get sweaty in a tracksuit okay. and, and a and a jumpsuit and a mask. Hey, he doesn't wear the jumpsuit anymore. At, at, what? At, what are you at, talking about? At Knotfest, he was wearing a suit with his mask. Huh? Like a regular suit. It wasn't a jumpsuit. Okay, then. Yeah. Continuing on. But yeah, it was fine. Good pick, Jake. Good pick. Well, what, it was a pick. I'm sure your mom's going to fucking hate it. My mom hates T-B-H. all of them. She hates all of the them. The only one she came close to liking was the one you picked two weeks ago. And it was just because it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's why I fucking picked it. It was fucking (laughs) ridiculous. All right, then. Let's hop into the next segment of the show. The C.A.R., i.e. the classic album review. What do we listen to this week? All right, so we're still with the Who, everybody. No album has made us want to quit them yet, so we're chugging along. Um, Yeah, I'm cool cruising. It's not the worst. There's only three albums left. We're into three albums left. We might as well just finish. Now, has it been the best? Hard to say. Not really. I feel like it's been better than Zeppelin, but it's less like noteworthy than Zeppelin. Well, Zeppelin was sense. shorter. Yeah, that too. But Zeppelin at times was just a chore. Like the Who at times, like pseudo a chore, but it's not the worst. But it's not yeah. the like there was. There's only been like as of the first five albums were really fun, but then this point on, it's like fuck, it's just dragging. God, this album. But this album was this album was interesting though. Oh yeah, this album is notable for being the first album without Keith Moon. And I sadness. And I guess that's kind of well, no, I guess apparently the album cover was made by the guy that made the Sgt. Pepper album cover. So that's neat. Also, I got something to say. So most of these who albums, right, we've talked about almost unanimously have been like three, four and even a few fives out of fives from like these these reviewers. Right. Or eight nines and uh, or eight and nines out of ten. Last this one was, a, I know I saw the reviews for this one. It was a little mixed. Last album, apparently, at the time, uh, Who Are You, was one of their worst reviewed ones. Encyclopedia of Pop specifically gave it a two out of five. Now, I have a bone to pick with them because it's a little that- bit better than uh, Who By The Numbers, or at least it felt a little bit more inspired. But at times, it's like, as I said, there was only like, it's a one song album, t- to be honest. True, but that's not a, yeah, but it's not, it's even still, it's not, it's not a fucking two out of five. I think at most it's a three, maybe a 2.5, but it's not two. And this album apparently got shit on release, the one we're about to talk about. But Encyclopedia Pop gave it the same score as Who Are You? And I think that's bullshit. Um, 
I, Music Hound actually gave this album a 1.5 out of 5. And I'm like, wow. Well, here's, well, here's people a, hated this. Oh, well, yeah, I know. Like, literally, like, you got to think of the concept. They're not listening to these albums back to back. They're listening when it was released. So Fair that's enough. more like the opinions of, like, of the time period itself. We're going on the journey. We're, we're going on, like, a weekly journey going through each album. And it's kind of interesting. So getting into it, track one is called... Um, uh, it's called uh, You Better, You Better, You Bet. This is a song that I've uh, always forget that they wrote. I actually Shazam the song one time, fun fact. I'm like, man, I've heard this song on the radio off and on for years. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean it's the who? What do you mean it's the who? <laughs> uh, similar to Behind Blue Eyes in that regard. I always forgot that was the who. Yeah, I know. That one like catches me. It's like, wait, that's the fucking who? Nah, what? No, nah, you fucking lying. What? So damn, it is the who. What? So by Pete Townsend's own admission, this is a pop song. He wrote this is the story behind the song. He had a girlfriend he really liked, and they clubbed together and partied a lot. I always thought this song was mad, but you know what? I hadn't heard it in a long time. And I thought this was really good, really fun. I think at worst it went on a minute too long about, but I still thought it was good. I gave that one a seven. I mean, that's the curse of the who. (laughs) They kind of fucking drag sometimes. Sometimes. Not going to lie. What did you think of track one? Well, for track one, for me, I thought this actually didn't suck. I guess I have heard this song before (laughs) because I felt like I have. But like, here's a story with this one. I try to do my notes for this album yesterday. We'll try to set up this fucking like, you know, the zoo of like cables and equipment Yeah. with the boys. But I had the album accidentally on shuffle. So I had to fucking stop after the fourth song because I realized this motherfucker's on sh- shuffle. Fucking bitch. But the first song is still the first song. So I remember just last night, but I was also kind of hyper focused. So I think it was also a sign that I couldn't actually give this a proper ear, but I wrote down that it actually didn't suck. It was a fun, catchy opener for freaking for this album. So I give it a six out of, a high a, a higher six out of ten. Yeah, no, it was really. I, fun. I don't know if I wanted to give it a seven when I was listening to it, but for sure I'll give it a high six. That's good. That's my vibe. Track two is called "Don't Let Go the Coat." That's what it's called the wikipedia page for the this was weird the wikipedia page for this song under its genre it listed it as a country song i don't know where they got that from but this song was country this song was okay not a lot of energy compared to the first song but it's melodic another fun pop song very uh another fun pop song probably more pop than the last song actually it's okay i gave it okay i gave it a six all right so this one was like I like this. It was a soft, upbeat jammer. Fuck it. I gave it a high a 6 out of 10. I was vibing. It's good. It was like soft. It was like kind of like a soft sounding song, but there was like a little bit of upbeat energy to it. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was weird. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the lyrics of though on this album, though, were very like dark at times. Yeah. I, when I, I mean, actually they kind of always are on the Who, but especially this one, there's almost like a sort of bleakness to it. There's like a bleakness to the lyrics, but not to the sound of the music. It was yeah. very odd at times. Kind of confusing. I think the word for that is something dissonance, but whatever. Uh, whatever. Track three is called Cash Cash, like C-A-C-H-E. Uh, it's an upbeat rock and roll song. Uh, some fun uses of Oh Woes. Uh, not really that much to it. Felt a little flat. Didn't really engage me. If I'm honest, I barely remember what this song sounds like. So, it, but I know I didn't dislike it, so I gave it a low six. 
So for like what song three tree? This one was a fucking weird one. It was up and down. It would be like the verse would have like some like driving energy, mm-hmm. but then the chorus would just be at like a dead stop, just killing the energy. Yeah. You know what? Like the verse I like, but the chorus kind of just killed it. I was like, you know what? It is just like kind of like a good in the middle song. I'll give it a six out of ten. Okay. It's very basic by the numbers. If anything, it should be a low six out of ten, to be honest. Yeah, that's but that, maybe, that's why I gave but it. But maybe that. I did like it. All right, tell me what song song four. Song four is called The Quiet One. So this is a John Entwistle song about how literally the Wait, song This is a cover? No, no. Well, John Entwistle's the bassist. Oh, okay. I don't know who the fuck. I don't know it. I only know like Pete Townsend and Keith Moon. Those are the only members of the Who I know. I don't even know the fucking singer's name, bro. Roger Daltrey. I've said his Roger name on Daltrey. This. I've said every one well, of their names know, on this show. I know specifically. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to the names. I know the okay. faces of Ish. Ish. I don't know what the bassists look like. So yeah, this was a John Entwistle song about how he's considered the quiet one, but he's in fact not the quiet one. You guys. Oh, is he? <laughs> is that? I was like, oh, all that's literally day. what the lyrics all are. Day, he's the quiet one, and he's like, nah. He's a little. He's a rowdy one. Yeah, he's a rowdy boy over there. People used to call George Harrison that. I mean, I think he's more of the quiet one than John Entwistle is, but yeah. Anyway, so this shit opens up with a snazzy drum beat, keyboards, and listen. This was the only comparison I could think of, but I think it makes sense. I know you don't care about uh, Dream Theater. There are parts in this song that sound like Dream Theater parts, like like older Dream Theater, like first two albums, like the way that the keys and the drums and the guitars were going. It was very it was it was it was a low key prog kind of thing. It's fun and lively and all, but it doesn't really evolve a whole lot. Maybe it didn't need to, though. It's like a quick three ish minute song. Um, about how the quiet guy with the funny spider song is not just some geek. I liked it. I gave that one a six too. All right, what song was this? Four. Yeah, sorry, we've like been going for a minute on this one. Um, I thought this had some energy. It also had the weird snazzy Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden beat going on for like most of the song. Like it had like the busy drum beat. I, I was yeah. like, you know what? I enjoyed it. I gave it a low seven out of ten. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I know. I got spicy with my rating there. Uh, track five is called Did You Steal My Money? Did you steal it? Did you steal my money? I did not steal your money. That's what that. Okay. So like I wrote here now the who have decided to sound like Billy Joel. The uh, song was very uh, 80s. <laughs> I wish the, and I I didn't have a lot of notes on it. I just said that and I said I wish this song would quit asking me if I stole his money. All right, what'd you rate it then my dude? Uh, I gave it a six just because I liked its groove. The, the 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 vocal bits annoyed me though. I just wrote down this was kind of like a goofy proggy song, but yeah. it felt like filler. I'll give it a high five out of ten for its ambition. Fair. I felt like that, yeah. All right, tell me what's good on song six. It's called How Can You Do It Alone? This was fun and poppy. Had a pep in its step. But if I didn't know ahead of time that this was a Who song and you told me this was a Who song, I probably wouldn't have believed you. It sounded very British. Like, you ever listen to Blur? Felt very Blur. It also felt very Beatles. I don't know, but isn't the fucking Who? All British. <laughs> they're super British. Oh, they're British now? They, they, fly the, they fly the British flag at their shows like Leonard Skinner flies the American flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> American or Confederate flag? Um, Well, both. They, yeah. they, 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 did, they did and do both. I get it. You boys are from the South. They're not even from Alabama. They're from, like, 
I think most of I think the original members are from like like the Van Dance are from like Florida or some shit. That's pretty south. No, it's south, but they have Sweet Home Alabama. Oh yeah, Alabama is just like a lick and a split over. True. Like here's the thing: I've been to Florida. It's fucking south. The vibe <laughs> is south. That's the culture true. is South America, like not South America. <laughs> it's like you imagine how people act in the South and like the culture. Yes, that is Florida. And yes, it's nothing but buffets and fried foods. I think it's just mostly buffets. Let me, what am yeah, I talking about? There's a about? lot of buffets. Have you been to Florida? Once. I think I thought I told you. Once when I was younger, we went to Disney World. You went to Disney World? I went Let to Disney World. You. But Let I also went you. to WrestleMania too. Let me tell you, three to four days is not enough time to do everything. I can tell you that. Yep. I can Animal Kingdom's it. pretty cool though. But uh but yeah. Um Did you ride the the coaster at Animal Kingdom? That's my only like that's the only thing. That, you mean the one that's the dinosaur ride? It was like dinosaur, the fucking Yeti. Oh, the, the oh, you mean the Yeti? The Yeti? <laughs> no, I actually didn't. I, I didn't go. I was, I was like, this was like second grade, dude. I was a little scared boy, boy. You fucking young, youngin. God damn it! <laughs> I wanted to live by that ride. Three. Looks very scary. I'll, well, okay, as a kid, I'm sure it will. That look animatronic looks very scary, and the whole you say ride's now, built around. Would you say it. that now as a mid twenties adult? Oh no! If any, a young I, adult, I, no. If I went on that ride, I would probably want to go on it as me. I would probably want to go on that one as much as you like going on Space Mountain. Space Mountain, <laughs> Incredicoaster. Yeah, dude. Fuck, dude. Last time I was at Disneyland was pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck. Now it makes me just like talking about Disneyland's like, damn it, not gonna lie, I kinda wanna just go kick it at Disneyland. Yeah, bro. Bro, that Rise of the Resistance ride is fucking gnarly. That might be one, like the best ride Disney's ever made. I, I don't even like the new trilogy, but, well, I like parts of it and I like you Kylo Ren. What has the trilogy ever done that's good? Make a sick Disneyland ride. <laughs> like, literally, it's the like. The worst land in Disney park history. With debatably the best ride in Disney park history. Wait, is Star Wars Land the worst land? I don't. There's two rides, and it's all just. It's all, all just for shopping. Yeah. It's all just stores. It's That's all, all it is. It's all it's all a bunch of fucking Star Wars nerd bullshit. It literally felt just like when California like, Park opened. Like Millennium Falcon's cool, but honestly, you could skip that. Rise, it's just another game. Yeah, I'm just saying, but Rise of Resistance, though, you have to hit that right. Oh, you got to. It's fucking gnarly, bro. It's amazing. Like, literally, it's like, hey, we're going to make you it's actually go. It's an experience. Go, what's actually good is you going on a Star Wars adventure. Oh, yeah. Like, legit. I love the theatrics behind it. It's the most modern ride that Disney land has Dude, it was fucking narnars oh it's great you know we were we have like a who i was supposed six to talk was about a- not got in disneyland <laughs> track six who, was the, a- who, who wait who got us on disneyland talk i actually know you were talking about it that i started to labor labor <laughs> forward i was gonna blame me but i think we're both like i think we're we're both to blame on that one track six track six is a six out of ten okay that's that's my notes oh, on it fuck what was track six i think i like this one i was like all right, here's my great insight for track six. Hit me. This song was tight, seven out of ten. <laughs> That's all I got. I, re- I I think I enjoyed that song. Track seven, Daily Records. Lyrics are about getting old. You ever notice that Pete Townsend didn't really like the idea of aging? Well, he's still alive, I think. So yes. I think he. I think <laughs> aging isn't the worst. The music in the song. Oh, this music was really good. Had great pianos, great guitars. At times, this shit sounded like a Spyro song. 
Uh, the drummer actually that they had on this record actually felt like he was allowed to have some personality on this track too. Overall, oh, pretty- yeah, he's not like, or maybe try to play like cosplay as Keith Moon. It's yeah. a very that's the thing stepping into the step of like trying to be like, do you cosplay isn't every as drummer Keith Moon? Try, isn't every drummer that uh, does fills for no reason just trying to be Keith Moon? Hard to say on that one. I don't know about fills for no reason. I don't know if that's inspiration for the Keith Moon. I feel like Keith Moon had like a logic to his like random like just like drum filling. Mostly it was just because it was like, what's your boy? Robert Daltrey, the singer? Yes. I remember watching an interview and him talking about that. Like Keith Moon would actually be trying to play to his his vocals. Oh. That, and like when you notice that, it's like, oh, yeah, that's why it's like weird and busy and stuff, too. That's that, kind of neat. Yeah, but like the Keith Moon fills also felt like that was the Keith Moon style drumming. That's like specific to him. People yeah. could kind of cosplay it, but it won't be the same vibe. New. Wait, so, well, so, song yeah, seven. track seven. Yeah, I liked it because it sounded like Spyro music. Six out of ten. See, I wrote down that the song step up as it goes. You know what? And I kind of enjoyed it too. So I gave it a light seven out of ten. It yeah. was like, I, I felt like it was worth like not going into the six, into the six range. Song eight. Track eight is called You. This song is kind of a soldier boy. (laughs) Correct that hoe. This song is pretty unremarkable, if I'm honest, except for one thing. On Spotify, which I realized as I was about to type this, I think that's the only subscription service I have that you don't piggyback off of. Um, Nah. I piggyback off you for Peacock and the Wrestling Observer. That's the only thing. Hey, you you have access to my new Japan account. That's true. And I do throw that on when the G1 happens. That's the only time I use it. Damn right. (laughs) Unless, Unless you're in town for Wrestle Kingdom. But anyway, so the notable thing, so like if you go on Spotify, um, the lyrics for this song, these are not the Who's lyrics. I think the lyrics were to a K-pop song. The opening line was like, baby, I love you, followed by a bunch of words that I'm not going to try to pronounce, some English, then a lot of stuff that's obviously not English. It was a little funny. (laughs) That that sounded pretty funny, <laughs> but yeah, song was meh. Had a nice guitar solo, I guess. Meh. But I gave this one, I gave this one a five. I wasn't feeling it. Here's the thing about like song seven. I mean, uh, so, this is song eight, right? Ocho, Ocho Cinco, bro. Not Ocho <laughs> Cinco, just Ocho. Just Ocho. I wrote down this song was a low key metal song. I'd have to listen to it again. We kind of hey, I could play it. I, I have Bluetooth. <laughs> Let me let me pull it. Let me, let me, come on, let my guy, my guy, my guy. Let me okay. pull that up. Let me pull that up, and make sure you are still on and recording. Thank God you weren't talking right there. Oh, like it accidentally like clicked off you for like a second. I'm like, whoops. I'm like, dude, what? Got my guy. What are you doing over there? Please stop. <laughs> stop. Get help. Stop it. Get some help. Yeah, get some help. All right, let me pull up the song. Like, with my notes. Excuse me. I got burpee and my phone was rotating on me. Do I have the album up? Let's see. Loading, loading. God, no. God damn it, no. <laughs> I have to navigate. Good thing I, they're like the like second band I like searched. Um, Fucking face dances. Weird ass title. So this is you, right? Yeah, you. Oh, let me play that. I'm saying, dude, listen to this. This is kind of like, kind of like a metal song a little bit. 
No way. What's the verse is coming? That's almost like a Zeppelin riff right there. Like literally, like you hear like yum. So for some reason, uh, it stopped recording for whatever God. Maybe I did too much. I couldn't tell you. Kind of fucking dumb though. I don't know if it was like audio <laughs> dropout, whatever it may be. But yeah, and you heard a fucking notification. Son of a bitch. My finger. I like double. I don't even know where I'm at on this song. But, uh, well, you had told me uh, while the thing wasn't recording that it gave you like glam metal vibes. I'm just saying. Like uh, Decline of Western 2 vibes. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know if you. Take out the keyboards, and honestly, yeah, this sounds like a shitty. Uh, a, a shitty uh, glam metal ripoff thing that uh, I complained about a lot. Yeah, so friggin' fuck, we're such a good radio show. Oh yeah, I know. Hey, say shit happens sometimes. That was not our fault on that one. Yo, Meltzer, right, want to come got? on? We'll we'll do it. We'll talk DDT, bro. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think Mel- I don't think Meltzer's watching DDT. Well, of course he's not. So he track. has to watch a lot of wrestling. <laughs> that's true. And I think he's reporting on like the bigger stuff because I think that's what most of his audience wants. Well, it's the wrestling. I rem- it's the I'm, wrestling. I'm able to remember uh, hearing about uh, Observer fans being pissed when he started bringing UFC and MMA coverage onto the Observer. So anyway, track nine is <laughs> called... Fucking nerds. <laughs> it's called Another Tricky Day. Another Tricky Day. Mom apparently loves this song. She and this is a direct quote from her. She says, "This was one of my favorites when it when I was in my dad's El Camino with my mixtapes." Well, I gotta say, the song was all right. Had some had some good music behind it. Catchy. Wasn't really a banger to end the record on, but it was fine. Kind of felt like a track that was supposed to be in the middle of the album, but they put it at the end. Wait, wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Is song nine the end of the album? Yeah. I must have listened to the bonus tracks. Do you have two extra songs on there? I have three extra songs that I listen to. <laughs> Son of a fucking bitch! <laughs> I'm so- God damn it! I didn't research the track list! God! <laughs> God damn it. I um, listen to more- I, I did too much work, and I don't like doing that. I only like doing just the bare minimum. I gave another I tricky not, day at 6 out of 10. Yeah, I've done more than I needed to, and it's bullshit. All right, for song nine, I don't live with your mom, so I apologize in advance. Sorry, Deanne. This is just, this kind of felt like filler. Five out of 10. See, I thought so too, but I thought if the, I, but I wrote here, I'm like. I think you're in fear that I your wrote, mom's going to whip your ass no, when you get back. No, I wrote here, I wrote, I, I had a realization. I'm like, after track four, the whole album just kind of sounds like filler. I don't know. There was like I said, dude, there was like a stretch of like six, seven, eight. I like enjoyed. I'm like, I enjoyed these. I like the songwriting right here. Where I was yeah. like giving seven, seven, seven. But yeah, freaking. I'll just like I could give you like the last three tracks because sure, I, I made the notes. All right. For song 10, it was something about I like it says I like nightmares or something. No. Okay. Yeah. The song was called I like nightmares. And I was like, this is very cheerful sounding and also sounds very like early maybe mid 70s i give it a light six out of ten sounds fun now for song 11 
This was a Who song, and it felt like it was going on forever. Like, if you felt like, literally, it's like, hey, you know, like, the generic Who songs on, like, the rock operas? It yeah. It would have just been in there. I couldn't tell you, tell you if it was on a different album. I gave it a 5 out of 10. Oof. And then for song 12, since I thought this was the finisher, <laughs> I was just like, this song was slow. 5 out of 10. Do you, do you have the name for it? No. Okay. Because I thought you would have the name, but I guess I overachieved here. Fuck me. Yeah, dude. A plus, my guy. Uh, No, no. S rank. Oh, S rank, bro. So out of a score of 90, if I tallied up the score, which I'm not going to lie, I completely forgot to until we started talking about the album. Um, Out of a score of 90, I gave it a 54. If someone were to, if, if you were to come up to me on the street and be like, yo, Edward. What's your what what's your what what's the first thing you think of when someone asks you what's your opinion on the Who's Strange Faces? That's all right. That's really all I got to say about the record in hindsight. And your mom's favorite song that I'm sure that was great nostalgia. We thought was I thought was filler. At least on at least on this record. I don't know hey, what her favorite Who song I don't is. Live, but, but maybe next time, like we actually play a show, like the only other time we'll play a show this year, your mom will like come up and beat my ass after the set. <laughs> It'll be like this. It'll be like this. This is will be, bro. The old. Like, this cool, is what your mom's really... gonna come up. Doesn't really sound like that a who song. My nerves. He was running me a moat. He ridiculed me, calling me a bum. I whooped Bad Bear's ass. I whooped Bad Bear's ass. You echo. I whooped Bad Bear's ass. I whooped Bad Bear's ass. <laughs> I whooped. I'm saying that's what your mom's gonna do. Come on, she's gonna call me a fucking bum. A fucking asshole in the first place. He got knocked to the floor. That iced tea. I whooped Batman's ass. I whooped Batman. No, this is Wesley Willis. Oh, okay. Dude, I just want to play the whole song. But no, this is the same guy that did this song. Place to rock. It is oh, a restaurant no. where yeah, it's the, no, it's this it's it is a good place to listen to the music. Yeah, it's this People one. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. I say. Then he's got dude. This was like hilarious. These just sound like shitty. This fan played at the Metro. I was trying to be worth the show. The rock show was awesome. It worked the pony's ass. Sounds like a <laughs> shitty Kenny Loggins ripoff. Hootie and the blowfish. Hootie and the blowfish. Hootie and the blowfish. Hootie and the blowfish. The band played it on. I actually care. I haven't listened to this one. I'm curious how he fucks and does this one. What is this? This band played at the old theater. I'm like, you hear the people at the show. The jam session was awesome. The rock show whooped the rhinos. All right, give me one second. I gotta, like, do some bullshit. Fugazi, Fugazi, 
Fugazi. The band played it on the set. The band got down like a magic kiss. The crowd roared like a lion. The jam session with the heinous ass. Uh, I'm going to play one more just to make Ever laugh. This band played at the Aragon. About 3,000 people were at the show. The heavy metal was a jam session. The concert was very delightful. Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel. All right, listeners, I got to, like, plug my laptop in. We'll be back with the main event. Wesley Willis, thank you for coming on to the show. All right, give us one second. The run-in, Sure. All right, listeners, it's now time for the main event. All right, so on this week's Tough Enough, or should I... Actually, I didn't intro that wrong. I intro that wrong. Son of a bitch. Well, well, this week we watched Tough Enough. What episode number? Number five. All right. So let me tell you what happened last time okay. on Tough Enough. Skid Marks and Miss USA survived. Yes. Like, well. The prior episode. Well, the prior episode to the prior episode. Yeah. yeah. Let's open up. Hey, in the like recap, these two people, Skid Marks and Miss USA survive. We see Luke is just being a jelly belly because he's like, come on, I should, I'm the most prepped for this. Like, I'm the child. alpha. I'm the alpha. But Donnie fucking. Osman. Donnie Osman, i.e. Martin's just like, you know, he's like just, he's just doing good in the skills challenges. Oh yeah. And Luke is just being a jelly belly. And then we see Miss USA as she's trying to do one on one training with general erection. And basically she can't do a front roll. He's literally yelling at her, roll over the bag. Come on, roll over it. Come on, roll over it. <laughs> so she can't do a front roll. And then when you know what ends up? Miss USA has been eliminated from the show. Not No dramatic three per final, like, bottom three fashion. Yeah. Because she just can't do a front roll. Nope. Like, will she survive getting shot like 50 Cent? Sure. <laughs> Like, she's tough in that sense. Yeah. But, you know, the show might be called Tough Enough, but they're trying to ask you, then they're like, you know, can you do this pro wrestling thing? All right, Ed, sing the theme song. Okay, and I think I've actually got it this time. Oh, oh. shit. Check this out, America. Some people like to learn. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Some people wait their turn. Some people love to fight to fight. Some people give their lives their lives. Uh, fuck, I forgot the rest part. But the, but then there's a rap. Then there's a British rapper. They wanna hold you back. Tell them pee off. Whatever they say, you can't take the seal off. I'll remember when they told me I wouldn't be famous. That my dream and reality are simultaneous. I'm always pushing myself to the limit, making sure I stay ahead. You made me who I am. From the words you said, some people like to fight to fight. Some people give their lives their lives. Some people don't believe, but I was born a champion. 
You're getting there. You're getting there. But I was born a champion. He says it the second time. You're getting there. You're getting there. You're getting there. Hey, you got five more episodes to go. Yippee Kaye. So let me tell you all something about this show this week. Okay. I have how do I bring how do I bring this up organically? James, have I ever told you on or off the show why I like talking wrestling with you? Oh no. R- remind me. It's because I think between us we cover just about everything as far as like opinions and takes go. We aren't trying to be critics, so we don't come off as pretentious, but we're not super easy to please either, so we're fair. It's fun. And we both like a lot of we both watch a lot of different wrestling. We like different things, but we like similar things. The only flaws I can think of of us talking wrestling is maybe sometimes I'm a little too nice to WWE and uh well, you get all you get a lot of your opinions from Meltzer and the Observer, but overall it's balanced. I'm bringing that up as a preface. Cuz man, I'm going to sound like I hate WWE today. Last episode Oh no, 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 no. Listeners, listeners. <laughs> He like I know it's been a little turmoil-ish since WWE hasn't been the best, but you are always looking for the shining of the light for WWE. You want to love the product. You want to love WWE. I want to. Let's see what that's the what, see see that's the thing. He wants to. So the reason I bring that up is because I'm going to sound like I hate them this week because I'll be honest. I felt like last episode, episode four of Tough Enough, was kind of meh. Kind there was shmeh? some there was some stupidity, but it felt very mid, almost boring. Oh, this week though, oh man, this episode's way more exciting, sort of. In reality, spoiler alert: a couple of times this out this episode pissed me off, <gasps> like insulting my intelligence. <gasps> oh my god, really? Like fuck you, heat. Oh my god. So hey, maybe we'll, how could they do that to you? So hey, maybe we'll get a good a show host out on of a it. podcast. So hey, well, maybe well, may, so hey, maybe we'll get a good show out of it. All right, so this episode starts off with Booker T busting in the house with an air with an air horn and a bullhorn. Well, it's not just Booker T. You have Morning Rection and Trish there too. Morning Rection. Yes. Wow. It's two years, everybody, for this. Two years. <laughs> two years. Two years of this podcast. Hey, that's what been. Hey, you know that's what's been making reviewing this fucking season of Tough Enough. We came here with Stone Cold. Bill Demott is a highlight, and I'm up, really upset that he's a highlight. He's a highlight just because we go, oh hey, it's that guy that was literally the fucking you know I used a lot like as the forget uh, cover photo for the last episode. <laughs> General Erection. How the fuck are you not going to say that? Like at that point, it's like, dude, your career is done. You're only known as Rection to me. Nothing else. I might call you Bill DeMont, but you're mostly going to be called Rection. So Booker and Bill bust in the house, and Booker T yells through the bullhorn, Get your asses on the field! So they head outside, and Bill tells them right out the gate, it's an obstacle course challenge. Yeah, have fun with that. Now I'm going to run through you for you all, step by step, what Bill says. Because fuck... If you guys were here for it, you guys thought Brett's Redneck Olympics from Rock of Love was complicated? This one is ridiculous. Okay, so check this out. They start by lifting a very heavy bag. I think it's confirmed later. It's like 70 pounds-ish. One of those big, like, Everlast punching bags that you have to run up and down a hill, forward and backward. Then they run in and out of some cones. Then they run through tires. Then they run to Bill's box. That's how he sells it. You will run to my box. 
and they have to jump up on the box 10 times. From Bill's box, they will run to his ropes. And then you work the ropes for 20 seconds. Then there's like cones on an upward hill. And he says, you will run backwards and forwards up and down those cones. And then back to the bag. What the fuck? It sounds like they're trying to set up like a military obstacle course, but you're trying to be WWE superstars. But hey, if I remember from playing any of the WWE video games, supposedly Taz like wrestling training is harder than like the Marine Corps. This course Taz says, yeah, they're trying to train soldiers. I'm trying to train WWE superstars. So I guess they're trying to they go above and beyond. This course is ridiculous. Not like me though. I wouldn't do that. It's unrealistic. It's preposterous, and it's just really dumb. It literally feels like the staff went up to him, and they're like, Hey, Captain. Hey, Rection. Come up with an obstacle course. So he's like rubbing it. It feels like he was like rubbing his hairy palms together, and he's like, I'm going to come up with the biggest, baddest course. It's going to make those NFL geeks weep. But I'm hearing him reciting the course. And it's because it's like a full minute of him explaining almost. Like, and I'm laughing. Like the course is pretty like a cardiovascular like challenge, and it looks exhausting. But literally, like it look it how it looks is how it sounds as you were describing it. It's like, hey yes, man, so you just trying to describe it. You got yourself exhausted. Like man, dude, I'm just gassed <laughs> just trying to like even explain it. It's like man, you know how the stereotype goes that dudes with small penises buy a big truck. This big obstacle course was feeling like a big truck right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it it's feeling like like, a something. like he wants to be like, oh, look at what a badass grueling trainer I am. I'm like, bro, you sound ridiculous. Yeah, come on. You're a little lame, bro. So Booker calls. Wait, you think you're cool, Rection, bro? Come on. So Booker calls AJ up first and he laughs maniacally. I swear that's what Booker T does. He's like, AJ, you're up. And then it cuts away and then he comes back to me. He's like, yeah, yeah. Booker I T think- was doing a lot of epic posing this episode. There's a lot of Booker T just posing. There's just so, a lot of Booker T this episode. There was actually very little. Stone Cold isn't in like the first half of this episode. I know. Hey, Booker T's an entertaining lad. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's AJ's up first. And I just wrote down, yep, AJ did exercise. Exercise. After he does. His- this is compelling <laughs> television we got here. After he does this course, AJ says he's gassed, he's tired, and this is a direct quote. He's breathing and he's panting. He says, I'm gassed. I'm tired. I'm blind right now. Like, what? Yeah, dude. That's what happens when you have morning erection roll up in the freaking morning yelling at you to like, all right, go fucking sprint your heart out. I don't know what I'm more mad at, that you keep doing that or that I keep laughing. <laughs> so Ryan, a.k.a. Skid Marks is next. Bill gives him a hard time on the crab walk. Yeah, the bit about the hill, He he said, Bill's such a dumbass, he didn't say this during his promo. You're not just supposed to walk up and not run up and down the hill. You have to crab walk. Yeah, crab walk, bear crawl, just basically be on all fours. Yeah. Then Eric eats mad shit on the tires. 
Not gonna lie, that was kind of funny. Well, here's the thing, dude. I just remember like them yelling at skid marks for a good minute. Come on, skid marks! Don't just, leave. Make sh- your hands don't leave the grass. Don't leave the grass. And I sw- God damn it, skid marks! If your hands leave the grass again, you're gonna restart this whole thing. I swear, skid marks! <laughs> you did it. Go restart this damn course. I swear. I'm like, dude, they fucking hate skid marks. I swear the way the camera shots, I swear Ryan's hands did not leave the grass, but whatever. <sighs> Eric's shits. Christina's rope work, if you will, was shit. Luke looked like he hacked into the speed force compared to these fucking guys. <laughs> he says, I consider myself in elite competition, sorry, condition compared to this group. And it was even giving me a hard time. I'm like, the way you talk and look, you sound very unlikable. He is unlikable. He's really unlikable. He doesn't even have much of a personality. Like in the first three episodes, it's just like, oh yeah, this is Luke. He's really good at stuff. But every time he talks, I'm just like, this guy comes gives sociopathic douche vibes. No, really? Shit. Big Rig is kicking ass. Yeah, dude. Does he, like, catch someone? Yeah, there's this funny scene behind him. He's behind, I think it's Andy. Yeah, and he catches it, up it, to it's someone. It's the tires. And, but it looks like he's, like, a monster chasing someone in a monster like, movie. Like, dude, freaking Big Rig is just fucking going it down. I, Luke, am physically prepared for this competition. Well, it seems like your homie Big Rig is doing that. And Big yeah. Rig isn't sounding like a sociopath. No. I... It bummed me out when you said he wasn't really in regular contact with the Daisy of Love guys. Because honestly, I know they portrayed him like an angry jackass on that show. He's a fun personality to be around. He I seemed, would I would watch another reality show like, as long as he's in it. Like he seems cool. Like yeah. you can actually hang out with him, but if he gets mad, then it's like, oh god, now he wants to now he wants to be very fighty. Yeah. Calm down there, big rig. I mean Jeremiah Ivelisse Ivelisse is just, di- is just dying. Yeah, she looks like she's about to collapse. She is not in peak physical condition for this competition. And then Christina then says, and I swear to God, keep in mind, we've seen very little of Ivelisse, but we've seen like nothing of Christina. Yeah, we've seen less of Christina. Christina says in a talking head, Ivelisse isn't diva material because she has a bad attitude because her body keeps wanting to give out. What? What? She said that. She said... Her body, you know, the the physical, like, pain she's in or whatever is part of her bad attitude she has. That that makes no sense! How does physical, how's being gassed in physical pain and getting yelled at by general erection gonna put me in a good mood? It's literally like, imagine if you're at work and you yawn and you're, and it's like, James, you all right? And you're like, oh yeah, just yawning because I'm tired. And they're like, you need to work on that bad attitude of yours. You're working on that bad attitude there. So then this asshole, General Erection, General says Erection. once they're all done with the obstacle course, he goes, okay, now we get to train. Like, fuck you. I right, go straight to training. I'm like, damn. So then I'm going to read my next notes. Right, for if anything out of the show, you're going to get ready for peak physical condition for this competition. Yeah, because when I think peak physical condition, I think Hugh Morris. Yeah, I think a fucking general erection and peak physical condition, bro. So I'm going to read my next notes here verbatim. It's only a sentence. So they go into the gym and holy shit, it's Rey Mysterio. 
Yeah, Rey Mysterio shows up. Yeah, he's the like, hey, here's the actual like WWE superstar to say the inspirational thing this week. So Rey Mysterio, yeah, so he's here and I wrote here, yo, half of the Hollywood blondes and one eighth of the filthy animals are teaming up. This show feels more like a WCW tribute than when Triple H brought back war games. Oh, God. Well, don't. Well, Brett was on the show and he wasn't stoked. So yeah. this is getting close to WCW. That very was very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Brett's like, what the fuck am I here? So Ray introduces our word of the week this week. Oh, my fucking God. Teamwork. Yes. Ray Mysterio. It's not the worst. I stand no, by. This show is ridiculous. <laughs> I stand why by. Why is this week? Why is it every week? It's off with this person. Hey, big show. Let's talk about technique. technique. All right, sure. But you know who we bring in next week? Bret Hart to talk about agility. Yeah, but then you know who we bring in the week after to talk about teamwork? Ray Mysterio Jr. I'm about to say is like, bro. I think Bret Hart could have talked about technique. He could have talked about teamwork. I wrote that here in my notes. He would know about teamwork. But agility, what's bringing the hobbling 50-year-old man with grayed out (laughs) hair to talk about agility. But then next week, what's bringing Lucha Libre fucking legend Rey Mysterio Jr. to to not talk about agility, but teamwork. You could have had you could have had Ray on for agility. You could have had him on for teamwork. Like, here's the thing. I mean, technique. Hey, like tightly wound Cena pl- talking about courage seemed appropriate. That was appropriate. <laughs> but like each week, these words of the week, they get the weirdest person to talk about. It's like, wait, what? The only one out of so far, I think you could have had. You probably could have gotten away with having Ray on show, for courage. <laughs> yeah, Ray for no. Did John Cena courage worked? Ray for agility would have worked. It worked the best. It would have worked the best out of everyone we've seen so far. the most like fucking ridiculously athletic wrestling? Out of everyone they've had on this show, it's Ray. Dude, what, at this point, what's going to be the next ridiculous word of the week person? It's, I, I, and listen, I genuinely don't know. I haven't looked ahead. I don't know if you have. But I, I feel like it's going to be some stupid bullshit where it's like, okay, oh, we need to talk about your endurance, right? Oh, we need to talk about your endurance, how you need to be physically well and try to proof yourself so you're not injury prone. And then they bring on fucking Daniel Bryan. That's the only thing I could think of that would be the equivalent. Hey, let's talk about someone with endurance. Let's bring in Lord Tensai. <laughs> oh my God, it's Lord Tensai. It'd be dude. like, it'd be He's like such a major WWE superstar. Okay, this week we're going to, the word of the week is personality. We're going to have someone come in to talk to you about your character. <laughs> But the character they bring is someone like like Jinder Mahal or Jason Jordan, who I think was around at that time. Or what's bringing Randy Orton? (laughs) Come on. This is 2011. That's the kind of logic they're operating on. It's ridiculous. It is. Okay, so. You know who they should have brought in for personality? John Laurinaitis. This is 2011. I think I'm in the right ballpark. Fuck yeah, he was on. People power. People power. That man has a five-star match, and that really upsets me. Hey, all Japan, bro. All right, yeah. where are we at now? Okay, so Steve says, even though you're going for each other's you mean throat. Ray? No, no. Well, Steve Austin's there, too. Well, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Steve Austin's there, and he goes, uh, he said, uh, teamwork is important, because even though you're going after each other's throats, you need teamwork. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Ray says, I remember 
being done with matches and being hurt. Why does Rey Mysterio have the raspiest voice of all time? I don't know. Every it's single great. time I've ever heard Rey Mysterio speak, I in my head I'm screaming, clear your fucking throat. Hey, everyone. I'm just saying. If you hey, want, man, you know, I, I remember hey, when I was in WCW. And hey, man, if you I want was, some great Mexican eats, <laughs> go to El Pollo Fino. El they Pollo got great, Fino. delicious food. You hear him on Raw these days? Dominic, Dominic, you can't do that, man. Dominic, you have Dominic. to have heart and passion. You have heart and passion. That's but then I'm gonna talks. like. But then I'm going to come in and interfere in your matches, yeah. and you and I are going to gang up on the bad guy. I mean... People always make a big deal about that baby. Well, you know what? That's not important right now. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, let's get back to the rest of the show. Rey Mysterio has a very raspy voice is my point. But yeah. It's kind of meme worthy. Rey says, I remember being hurt and crying after matches and my teammates would come by to motivate him. Come by to motivate me. I'm like, what fucking teammates? Billy? Eddie? Tigress? Those are the only teammates I could think Why are you of. Sitting into- hey, hey, he had friends. There was Batista. They weren't like a tag team though he's talking teammates hey he was a tag team with like batista i guess for a couple matches did batista turn heel on him yeah yeah it was like bragging rights or some shit that's right hey but they're friends all right i could believe batista and ray were friends i could believe they hang out yeah dude big dave and little ray so they continue on the show because here's the thing i ordered some food and i don't know if we'll finish the show in time what time do you schedule to pick up i don't know when it tell like 850 oh so, so yeah we'll like most like have to stop at one moment i'm gonna have to step out and get my food and then we'll come back and finish the show so then there's the single greatest shot that this show has ever given me ray gets a talking head and keep in mind anytime like big show or john cena got a talking head they were like off to the side in the back like uh at the performance center or whatever and they're just chilling talking oh not ray though ray is chilling he's in a shirt mask and jeans in front of a big black motorcycle that would make Eric Bischoff jealous wearing the biggest fattest cross necklace you've ever seen it almost looked as tall half as tall as him and a big vintage like Lemmy Kilmister bike helmet I want this shit printed I want it framed I want it on my wall. I love this man. Yo, it's like basically he had a bike from the Mayans show, like from like Sons of Anarchy slash the Mayans, yeah. like before that show was actually out. Or he's trying to sell or he's trying to like, you know, help advertisement drawing in the crowd for the Fresno date. You got to get the freaking Latino biker demographic coming into the show. And who else than Ray on a motorcycle to help? On it a, was, not a motorcycle, a chopper. Bro, can you have to that? To get like that freaking. Bro, can you have that be the thumbnail for this episode, please? It's a great shot. I'm not doing it justice. Oh, dude. I, I'll get Ray on the I'll get Ray on the motorcycle. So every. So no, I mean a chopper. So he opens it up to some Q&A. I wrote that here, but it ended up being a lie. He someone someone asked one question. Oh my god, that's right. Evilise asks for any advice from one small person to another. Basically, he says, "Yeah, you need to be friends with Kevin Nash." No, he didn't say that. He says, "You need to pour your heart out." I knew what I wanted, and that's what drove me. You just gotta believe. Anything gets in your way, jump over it. You fall down, get back up, and you believe in yourself. I think that's not a half bad, right? So when John Cena says that stuff, I'm not saying I don't believe it. 
because I do. Wait, no, it's inspirational. When Ray says that stuff, I super believe it. Know what I mean? Well, I super believe it. But this was literally like she is actually asking for guidance, and Ray is just pour your heart out. And I just wrote down great advice, thumbs up emoji. Yeah, it's literally it's just like it's she. If you want it recontextualized, she's basically asking him, hey, I'm little. How do I make it in this business dominated A, by men and B, by giants, especially in the WWE where little people aren't usually pushed very well? You need to believe in yourself, man. Pour your heart out. It's like, thanks, Ray. I'm like... Come to think of it, yeah, he didn't really answer her question. Yeah. He literally just said, try hard. Just try harder. He said, get good. (laughs) Ray Mysterio said, get good. I'm only here. But hey, he was more believable than fucking Bret Hart, Big Show, and John Cena. They're just like, yeah, courage. Yeah, teamwork. What was the hardest thing you had to learn? What was the hardest thing you had to learn? The ability to have confidence in myself. That was a great line from Cena. Okay, so- Are you sure you shouldn't be making video edits of this show? I might jump around here and there. Why not? Have fun. Here's, the, here's the thing, though. Video here's editor. the thing. Rock Rock of Love has no copyright issues. WWE has all the copyright issues. Well, just so don't I'd monetize have, it. That's true. No, that's not enough with YouTube nowadays. Well, that's a long story, but yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's his only question. And he leaves after that. And I realize that minus Trish Stratus, uh, uh, here I realize that minus Trish Stratus, this entire cast is quote unquote WCW alumni, and I just find that really funny. Yeah, John Cena counts. He was in freaking oh yeah, uh, and John Cena. C- I've, I've forgotten John Cena. Sorry. Well, I was talking about like you know hey, he Booker, was, Bill, yeah, Stone hey, Cold. Cena was a hey, Cena shows up and ready to rumble, so counts. So Bill calls Martin to the ring. He says, "For today's training, you're gonna." Pick up this heavy bag, which weighs 70 pounds, and slam it 10 times. So, yeah, they're just scoop slamming a dummy bag. What the fuck does that have to do with teamwork? Hey, teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, no. Actually, Bill gets in a quirky thing because I forgot to, I forgot to write here, but I remembered. He says, pick up the, when you pick up that bag, you and that bag are teammates now. I'm like, oh, I wanted to laugh by how much that made me mad. You're like, wait, what? So, Mark, uh-huh. that's what he said. You and that bag are partners now, are teammates now. So, Martin passes. He doesn't, I wrote here, you know, Martin doesn't have much of a personality, but he's good. You I'm see, Martin now. I'm Martin. He does the exercising and the skill, like straightforward wrestling skills, good. So, Ryan, Skid He's marks. indefensible. Yes. Now, Skid Marks, though. He get he trips on getting into the ring. And then Rax just leave. Just leave. Except oh, he for, screams it. He's yeah, like, he screams it. But basically, he's just like, trips in. He's like, leave. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. That's what I wrote here. Because I feel like they wanted me to laugh at that. Ivalice next. She can't lift the bag. Oh, and Bill. Hey, let's get tiny little Ivalice to lift up a 70 pound bag. And Bill DeMott like, has. Like, maybe it's doable, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know. They're portraying Ivalice as a kind of a tiny lady. And Bill DeMont has. Her physical has, abilities aren't the same as Martin. And Bill DeMont has the fucking. Her physical build isn't the same as Martin. <laughs> he has the fucking. And definitely not Bill DeMont either. <laughs> fucking general erection. He has the fucking temerity to say, that bag weighs 70 pounds. And every diva in the WWE weighs more than that. 
I'm like, yeah, but that bag is dead weight. There's a difference and you know it, asshole. Yeah, dude. What's for, yeah, Ivelisse is just going to roll up and like, I'm going to slam Nikki Bella 10 times in a row. That's not how a match works. So like, a great exercise challenge, but I don't know if that works with wrestling. You're trying to like say it's like, I don't see myself. I don't see people scoop slamming. Ten times in a row. No, maybe Wardlow like power bombing someone, but that, oh, that's that, gonna be it's gonna be Wardlow when he has to fight twenty people next week. Oh, fucking ridiculous! So then, randomly, now they're doing something else. Yeah, there's no setup or nothing. After they're done slamming the bags, they start from like a laying position. Then they get up, run the ropes, and they're supposed to do a drop down and a leapfrog. But the first ones up are Ivelisse and Christina. And the drop down goes okay, but I'm pretty sure this was Christina. She fucked up going up for the leapfrog. Yeah, it's called Christina didn't jump high enough. Which causes Evelise. She like jumped early and didn't jump high. Which causes Evelise to go face and shoulder first into Christina's pelvis and thigh, in that order, actually. And Evelise might have hyperextended her leg. She yeah, like they overstretched her leg and she's like, ow. I, I, I got, I'm in pain now. Luke and Big. God damn it. Luke and Big Rigger up next. Bill is a dick and trips Big Rig taking his shoe. Fuck you, Bill. Hey, hey, Rexion likes himself some Big Rig. No, he, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's not the fucking hatred for skid marks. Yeah. Because all I got is like skid marks messes up. Rexion just yells. And then Trish says skid marks just keeps messing up. Yeah. Like he's not improving. We keep saying we keep saying like the like same thing over and over again, but he's not taking it in. Oh, skid marks. I'm like, oh wow, I think the show's actually giving us a narrative on why they don't like skid marks. I think it's bullshit, but I at least kinda, they're giving us a narrative. I kinda see it. Yeah. Like here's the thing. It's like I know if it's been a thing if you're trying to like teach someone something and it's just over and over again and they're just not picking it up. Mm. Like, for sure. I can sense that. Sure. Maybe Skid Marks is giving that difficulties. But the hatred for Skid Marks, is, there's more to it than yeah. just that. Ryan and AJ and someone I don't know. He, I don't know. Who? He, some dude? I don't know. It, it's someone. They, they fuck up running the ropes. And keep in mind. Oh, this is interesting. Ryan and someone else, they throw Ryan out because they didn't like how he ran the ropes. But keep in mind, Christina fucked up the leapfrog twice, but they didn't throw her out. Then they shame Ryan, and Bill says he feels like the cast is flat today. He feels like the contestants are giving no urgency, he says. Oh, yeah. After, I'm like, fuck you. After, they, after get, making him go through a fucking army obstacle first thing in the yeah, morning. an obstacle course, deadlift and slam a 70-pound bag 10 times. Then you're having to do this shit. They're worn out. A good trainer knows they're not supposed to overwork their fucking trainees. Right? Yeah, right. Fuck. Dude, fucking Rexion's a dumbass here. I don't know why. I was what just... What is he proving? <laughs> Like, sure, maybe they could do that when their cardio's build up, but that doesn't happen in a day. That shit would tire you out. Oh, dude, I'll be super gas. Dude, I'd be gassed at the obstacle course. Yeah. Even even super big Alpha Luke was tired. Yeah, he got gassed. So, hey, I am built for this competition. I am in peak shape for this. And even the, I'm tired. What are you covering the mic for? Are you singing Deathcore? So... Eee. That was one of my favorites. Don't make me like. Well, I don't have the mixer on. I was like, don't make me put on Chris Barnes, bro. That shit's oh funny God. as fuck. 
So they run. <laughs> so later that day, Trish pays Evelise and Christina a visit. She, I'm gonna sum up their conversation like really. Qu- yeah, she tells them, "Hey, she was rough today, but just be cool about it. Reset. It'll be all right. But also step it up because this could be the end." Her, this is an exact quote. She says, "You're looking like the weaker sex right now." Christina says she hopes Evelise doesn't think she did, you know, the leapfrog botch on purpose. But she also says, "Ice it and get over it." What the fuck is this girl's personality? Just ice it and get over it. Ma'am, you're the one that fucked it up. Yeah. You can really hurt someone when you're wrestling and you don't do stuff right. Yeah, Christina's a weirdo. She's like, I don't know. I trust you like doing the thing. What did I say about this? I might have said something. Yeah, I think all I got was like Trish pops by and talks to Ivelisse and Christina and gives them a prep, a prep talk for them to step up. Bro. Trish, I was like, and then no, here's the thing I was thinking. She's like, ladies, you need to step up. And I'm sitting there. Was, was Trish Stratus doing leapfrog spots when she was wrestling? No. Yeah, no. Nah, Not really. Nah, kind of whack. She was doing a lot of like moves, like, you know, like, like power moves, like slams. She did a top rope thing once in a while. And she was solid in the ring, but she wasn't doing leapfrogs and drop downs, you know? Yeah, I'm saying I think Lucha Underground Evilise might have been a little bit better than Tristratus. Probably. Yeah, that's kind of whack. I think Tr- what, Trish, I think, what are you on, girl? And you know what are you saying? It's not even like Tristratus was like the best of the best. Like when people talk about Tristratus, they make it sound like oh, Tristratus and Lita were like the only good women's wrestlers back then. But there well, was back then, yeah, yeah. But you you saw some good ones. You had Victoria. You had. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Victoria. <laughs> hey, Mickey James was there. And Mickey for a- James when she showed up. Yeah, yeah. She was there for a second. So the next day they're going Maybe to Maybe a- Gail Kim the first time she showed up for Wasn't like a- she there for like a year? Yeah, no, she like showed up like two times. Did you know she met her husband, Robert Irving, uh through WWE catering after she broke up with Daniel Bryan? Wait, she was dating Daniel Bryan? Yeah, they her yeah. You even know that? Yeah, they they dated for quite a bit. Huh. Yeah. Look at he that. Mo- yeah, he moved on to a way worse wrestler. So next day they're at hey, a basketball. Hey, hey. <laughs> Wrestling does not dictate romance. Well, yes. Plus also Brie comes off as like a wacky vegan like him. Yeah. And John yeah. and they're at a basketball court and John Saley shows up. Who they have Stone Cold put over. He's the first person or the only person to be on three different NBA championship teams. And I said, yeah, he's one of the best bus riders in, in, in NBA history. <laughs> so John so John says It sounds like you know this lad. I just I just I just know basketball pretty okay. You know basketball enough to know this guy's like <laughs> he was he was he wasn't dri- to quote Charles Barkley, he wasn't driving the bus. He was a bus rider. <laughs> so John says he has some like friends. Like Stone Cold, what are you on? Are you trying to make this guy come off cooler than he is? Well, you know how WWE is. They always have to bring on other sports guys from other sports. Yeah, and on. they always have to put them over. Yeah, come on. Let's put over the guy that just kind of was the bench warmer. <laughs> so then he says, I have some friends to help you all with teamwork. So he brings that out makes the dream work. So he brings out an entire locker room's worth of little people basketball players, to which Booker T says, "That's my boys right there." And Ryan says, "I was expecting the Harlem Globetrotters." 
That would have been so awesome. Yeah, I know. So we have a Dwarves basketball team. And and I, Big Rick's like feeling, I'm feeling confident. I'm like six foot. I think I could like, what was the Dwarves going to do? I wrote here, I said, honestly, this felt like it should have been a sketch on Jackass. Like they, like they play a little bit and Eric like said, Eric sends a swish. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, look, dude, Eric can ball a little bit. Dude, Booker, and I just wrote down, Booker is on one. Bro, on. Booker T in this segment was awesome. He was just on something going on. He was on. yelling at the ref, you saw that damn travel, didn't you? He gets a bullhorn. He starts yelling at the ref, that was a foul, ref. Do your damn job. Then when they start winning, he goes, then when you're the Jordan- doing a damn good job, ref. <laughs> and then when they start winning more, he's like, this e- this, e- this, some easy money. Booker was on one. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, John said that Booker T was going <coughs> to coach the, 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 the Dwarves basketball team and that he was going to work with them on their teamwork. We saw him give no training. The little people show up and they just go right to the basketball yeah. game. The fucking bus rider was like supposed to like help with our fucking contestants to like show some teamwork that makes the dream work, but it seemed like they didn't get the teamwork that makes the dream work. Evil East starts limp. Oh, uh, there Evil was East, I like forgot falls. One thing or more. I just wrote down more of Evil East falling. All I see like during this game, there was one African American member in particular on that team. Someone I don't hear who. Someone calls him Little Booker, and then he scores a basket, and Booker goes. That's my first son right there. Like, Booker, what? Booker was enjoying himself <laughs> here. And I'm glad. I like this. Martin gets a talking Booker head. Booker was fun. Booker gets a talking head where he says, you know, one thing that that team did well was teamwork. God, Martin just has the best little nuggets of advice. Wow, thank you. Like uh, how the thing about agility was, you know, uh, you know, Thing about agility is if you're tired, you're not gonna move well. Or whatever he said last episode. So the tall people lose. You mean jo- our contestants? <clears throat> yeah. John with his scarily pearly whites say they were a four out of ten. I'm like, who does he think he is? Bret Hart? It's like, you know what? If I was to read their teamwork today, six out of ten. Nah, it's a five. Nah, it's a four out of ten. I was trying to be nice, he says. I'm, I'm like, wow. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Get buried, you geeks. I'm like, wow. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the contestants learn how to ball against like a fucking wrecked. Like, I don't know if this dwarf team is a professional team. Yeah. Or a wreck. Uh, excuse me, a wreck team, but I have a feeling they're competitive and, you know, practice. Yeah. Let's get these gassed out fucking nerds to fucking play ball against a practice team. It was literally like if I made Dylan play you in a basketball game. Yeah. (laughs) But he's taller than you. So we're back in the gym at the house again and Booker's leading the discussion. I just want to watch Dylan ball right now. <laughs> you know, that Can you imagine like, Dylan dribbling? Yeah, dude, just don't. Just him dribbling He's but like, fucking uh, like, uh, you, uh, know, fuck. you know, just shuffling along, bro. He just trying to fucking psych you out and he's like, hits a sw- just like, hits a three-pointer. Swish! It's like, oh, did you see that? Oh, I got a big dick. Yo, you a hoe. So, yeah, Booker's talking to people. He says, yesterday was about teamwork. And, uh, well, y'all sucked. He (laughs) says he's going to put his foot in the ass of some of them. And he makes a point to point out Ryan. And then this was a very odd scene. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. He says, 
you can roll your eyes at me all you want or something. And it's like, and it really you can roll your eyes at me all you want. But then out of nowhere, Booker T just stalks over to Ryan, who's laying down, grabs him by the shirt. He's to sitting a, down crisscross applesauce. He pulls him up to a standing position. He says, Booker T says, if you want to fucking push me, then fucking say it. Don't take my fucking kindness for weakness. Which was the title of the episode. What did Ryan do here? I don't know. I guess he rolled his eyes to Booker. I have a feeling Ryan's getting very tired with the abuse. Why here. do they hate him on the show? I don't know. Ryan's done nothing wrong. He shows up and Bill DeMond is just like, hi, your skin marks now. He's made his mistakes, but the show wants to, it's weird. It feels like the show wants to paint him as some arrogant cock or like he's a douchebag, but he isn't. No. Why is there always got to be the one loser, quote unquote, on these, sh- on these reality shows? Can't it just be competitive? Can't they just have their dumb little training challenges, their work? of the week and have stone cold torture people no no apparently not this is fucking christy joe all over again from season two of rock of love where they want me to hate this guy but in my opinion i'm sorry he's done nothing wrong yeah well the show doesn't fucking paint a good narrative of him doing anything wrong yeah well not for us it's like he's more sympathetic for us it's like damn dude he just keeps getting fucking yelled at and abused by i don't like that i don't like that the show's trying to tell me what to think Stop trying to tell me what to think, show. I don't need your editing or producers to tell me how to think. Or if you are going to do it, fucking do a better job. Show me why Ryan is like in this position. For real. Like this episode kind of gets close. Enough to maybe I could see it. If he was rolling his eyes to Booker, being a little disrespectful, sure. That being said... Booker T was a scary looking man. Oh right no, here. dude! Booker was fucking scary, dude. I was like sitting there, like, dude, I would have shit my, f- I would shit a brick. Cause Booker T isn't Booker T like six seven or something. Dude, I think Booker T's murdered someone. Um, no, he's been in jail for sure. Uh, he robbed a bank, I think. Yeah, or he robbed something. He, he yeah, he's robbed something. I don't know if he's murdered someone. No. Yeah, he's not New Jack. He's full of murder someone. You know what's funny? You know, you shoot the kayfabe commentary guys. Oh yeah. Um, they had a they had a DVD they sold once called Wrestling's Most Despised. Um, I think number number sorry no I would say number two was Chris Benoit. Uh, number one was Vince Russo. Yeah, they put Vince Russo over a literal fucking murderer. But they had New Jack talk about Chris Benoit and Chris and New Jack who has killed people. Who New Jack is New Jack. I know you know New Jack. Yeah, New, I know New Jack. New Jack is like. I hate Chris Benoit. He's a piece of shit, and he hates him for murdering people. And it's like, bro, you're fucking New Jack. <laughs> Maybe New Jack's a family man. Maybe he is. But anyway, so Stone Cold comes in. This is the first time we've seen him all episode. The episode is half over. Hey, no, we saw him with Ray. True. Stone Cold comes in, shit-eating. This gr- is the most he's done. Yeah. He comes in, big shit-eating grin, and he goes, how are y'all doing? And just like that, I wasn't mad anymore. <laughs> I, love, I love Stone Cold. So the skill challenge is, okay, the skill challenge is called Threes a Crowd. They could have called it Threes Company, but I guess not. Groups of three, whoever does the best, it goes to a 2v2. And basically, basically the idea is have a really boring triple threat. So like the first trio up is Martin, Big Rig, and Andy. It's lockups and shoulder tackles. Martin does a crossbody at one point. Stone Cold once again calls him a ring general. Martin hey. impresses. 
Yeah, Martin impresses. He's sitting there. He does the skill challenges. He seems like he's working with anyone. If yeah. they get a little lost, he's able to continue calling the spot and like walk him through. Yeah. Seems like Martin is like showed himself that he knows how to wrestle. Yeah. A little bit. He knows how to work. Yeah. What a concept. I know. What a concept indeed. AJ, Ivelisse, and Christina next. This Every- is a fucking train wreck. I summed it up in two sentences. Three sentences. Everyone disappoints, especially Christina. AJ is the lesser of the three evils. So I wrote down, now we have AJ, Christina, and Ivelisse, and the ladies are doggy do. Yeah. It's pretty rough. So AJ automatically go like advances in the skills challenge. Yeah. Easy, easy day for him. Ryan, Luke, and Eric. Ryan actually impresses the most. And they think Luke is getting, they don't say this, but they basically say they feel like Luke is stale. They feel like he was good when he showed up, but there's no forward advancement. Where the fuck was Big Rig in this challenge? Oh, he was the first one with Martin, Big Rig, and Andy. Oh, sorry. I told you. I just remember only Martin. I was excited. I was like, I thought Big Rig was later. Oh, no. Well, it makes sense. I'm not going to lie. I thought I thought this guy might have been out by week four or five originally, like for the first two episodes. But this guy's impressing me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just watching the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so now Ryan, AJ and Martin are uh, on a 1v1. Go until you're thrown out. Ryan does nothing wrong, but they hate it. They just say, yo, here's the thing. Ryan... Like what they, I could see if this show like like paying attention, like try to like pay attention the best I can. They want him to wrestle very kind of like a. They want to run through the spots, but like keep it very crisp, yeah, and very like generic, yeah. Ryan, him being an indie wrestler, sometimes wants to get a like maybe oversell the emotions a little bit. He kind of goes into his indie vibe and it pisses them off. And I could see if like literally Ryan is just doing his weird indie shtick, you know, because it's like entertaining the crowd. You want to show a little bit of personality. He might be a little doing a little too much with him getting gassed out. Maybe he's trying to like draw it out a little bit more. So that he can catch some air. I'm glad they you, hate that. I'm glad you They're said that. like, we want you to wrestle straight and generic right now. I'm glad you said that because that's actually what I well, wrote. Hey, here. Let's make you do the fucking spot till you can't breathe anymore. Yeah. I don't think that's how a match works. There's a, some pacing. Yeah. So it gives them room. And there's times where you need to make room to breathe. But the, the only thing that skid marks is like penetrates like he's doing some indie stuff to maybe help his pacing out. But they don't like that. They yeah. want you to wrestle like a fucking robot in this situation. And I'm glad you said the what you said the way you said, because that's what I wrote here. Because Bill says, Ryan does what Ryan wants to do. And I wrote here, what? He wants to have some personality? I'm like, ooh, I know that's a bad fucking word to you people. But, oh, he's over the top. It's wrestling. Wrestling's inherently over the top. It's circus roots, dog. Mm. Anyway, Martin wins again. Good for you him. No, sorry. You guys have to like run the same spot over and over again like a fucking like robot. But like it's so ridiculous because yeah, no, it's kind of dumb. It's no, like it's hey, literally wrestle dumb. this generic bullshit and have little personality doing it. But the whole point of being on the show is, oh, you want to be a superstar. Do they know what the word superstar means? Superstar is above a star. You're elevated. But no, wrestle this shit and they look boring while doing it. Oh, that pisses me off. 
Oh yeah, no, it was ridiculous. I'm like sitting so there, like, dude, you're just making these guys exercise. You're not really like, you know, that's them. what it is. It's exercise with elements of sparring, but it's not even real sparring. It's wrestling. Yeah, you're not teaching them how to work. You and me could have had a better match than these. Better match than these guys. Okay, I don't think so. No, you don't think so. No. Nah. Okay. Anyway, Martin wins again, like I said. Three weeks in a row. Luke looks fucking furious. Yeah, Luke is pissed. He, I'm pinnacle. I'm fit for this competition. I don't know. It seems like Martin's the one that knows how to work, but still looks crisp. Have a, I have for a them. quote. He said, Luke says in a talking head, the problem is they're grading my performance on a scale. If I'm always at 100, but then one day I'm 98, then all of a sudden, oh, Luke's gone backwards. Like a 98 still isn't awesome oh dude no luke is a fucking trip because he's sitting there he's like oh no i'm like physically fit i could do this like i'm sure you're doing it chris but like homie you know this is a fucking dance yeah you need to help your dance partner too and when you're just not helping it they're kicking you out because you're not being a team player yeah you know he's not doing the teamwork that makes the dream work <laughs> there's no dream works here all right i just got my notification about pizza's ready i will be back okay finish it fully or not i don't fucking care i'll munch on the pizza as i go yeah we're back listeners i'll be munching on like a pie i got like one more slice to go where did we leave off i can't have my notes out so (laughs) just tell me i'll go off memory okay let me see here here we go we're almost at the end it's the discussion of the bottom three time oh yeah let's all walk in and figure out all right who sucks this week? So they bring up East, and this isn't what Bill says, but if you were watching this show with us, or if you ever wanted to watch this show and watch this part, or if you just trust me and take my word for it, Bill is basically disappointed in East for getting injured. I'm disappointed. She got injured by some dumbass. Yeah. Talking about how she was limping a lot. She was in pain. Couldn't lift the bag. And it's like, motherfucker. The bag was almost as big as her. I'm like, homie, are you dumb? Yeah, wow. dude. I feel like built like general erection here. He's got a brain full of bricks, bro. Steve says Christina. He says contradicting <laughs> things that I'm like, homie, you're not doing leaf He only cares about getting himself over. He's the triple H of the show. Mm-hmm. Steve thinks Christina hasn't improved like at all. Booker says, you know, she's just happy to be here. And then Bill yeah, Christina just has just been here. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is Christina? And then Bill, you know, mimicking her, she he's like, Yeah, she's like, Tweety Bird, Tweety Bird. He's like making his eyes go cross eyed and look like, you know, ditzy and stuff, whatever. And I'm just like, You're not funny. You're cringe, bro. General Rection. <laughs> You're the reason why you were dubbed General Rection. You needed a name to actually be something. <laughs> you, know, bird, you know, bird, damn, I'm, bro. I'm watching the, I'm listening to the Brian Vinny Retro Tuesdays. And Vinny made a very good point about uh, General Erection here, who at this point was still Hugh Morris. He says, you know, he says, Hugh Morris was very talented. Why was he? Why wasn't he more than what he was? Basically, saying like he was talented, but he should have been better. Oh, yeah, type, basically, can you just give me a freaking random shirt over there. Okay, why? Just I need something to wipe. 
You didn't get napkins? No, they didn't give me fucking napkins. All right, the fucking pizza spot. One, the fucking app like says my order was ready when the fucking restaurant was closed. I'm like, all right, that's awkward. I go to the door. It's locked. And they're like, I'd see like the cashier people, like the dude in the back going, oh, what the fuck's this guy doing here? I'm waving my fucking phone. And it's like, oh, maybe this is his pizza. The guy just came up, gave me the pizza. I'm like, yeah, well, like, you know, at the entrance of the restaurant. Can't really say that's a good time to ask for napkins. I didn't mean to like order the pizza. The app told me to fuck it. It wasn't ready till after you guys closed. So freaking yeah, no, kind of awkward, annoying situation. Couldn't really get napkins, but I try to minimize it as best most as I can. But hey, I got a bunch of these shirts I really don't care for that I need to wash and throw them up on Depop to sell. All right, continue on so with the show. Let me get this straight. The app said. The pizza was ready after the pizza place was c- closed. Yes, I've never had that. Yes. Ha- I've never had that happen to me. <laughs> okay, so then they bring up Ryan. Okay, Ryan. They say Ryan is disappointment for doing what Booker T describes as going back to his stupid indie mentality. I hate that. I'm like, is Vince writing this? Is this like on Raw when he's in people's headsets? Is Vince just off to the side encouraging people what to say? He's like, yeah, and, and I, want you to, I want you to bury the indie promotions. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's so far the closest we've actually seen them. Why? Let me rephrase. Why they hate skin marks. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that I can believe. Now, I don't know how goofy Indie Skid Marks is. The show isn't really good at showing that. Yeah. They show Lee struggling and Christina sucking. We understand that narrative. But Skid Marks, he just seems like he's doing just fine. Yeah. Except everyone just, hate, all these people hate him. His stupid Indie mentality. It's like, Booker, one, you came from the, everyone comes from the Indies. Unless you are directly someone that your only background is the WWE performance center like Braun Strowman. But 90% of people in any wrestling promotion, even WWE, are from the Indies. And second, you've got no right to critique people for, 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 for doing their cartoony indie stuff. Uh, you were G, named GI Bro. That was a name you gave yourself. Yeah, I know. A lot of contradictions here. It's kind of ridiculous. And he, oh, and then they talk about Luke. I could Luke is a disappointment, and Martin Luke comes is, out of this looks like he, he has the big penis. Yeah, and it's like Luke, he's been disappointing. I'm like, yeah, because like, yeah, he looks like he's got the skill, but he's not a team player. And like, if he's not doing the teamwork that makes the dream work, then yeah, why bother? Which obviously <clears throat> I'm sitting there, I'm like, damn, they already get crunching on Luke now. We're like halfway through the show. Yeah, yeah, we are about halfway, aren't we? So the bottom three are going to be Christina, and I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Ryan, which I'm going to be honest, as soon as Stone Cold said Ryan's name, I'm like, oh, he's fucked. But then he says, Luke? Yeah, they're calling in Luke. Who, keep in mind, for your uh, information, viewers, listeners, America, the world, Luke was everyone's like top pick that first month. Eh, the judges, you know, in Stone yeah. Cold. They were like, oh, this guy's the most impressive right out the gate. But as time has gone on... He has gotten stale, basically. Yep. Also, there's this really like weird, quirky sci-fi music going on in the background, and then Austin. I didn't notice it. And then Austin. And then Austin looks at Luke, and he's like, 
You eyeballing me, Luke? It's like, no, sir. It's like, okay. No, sir. Ryan's pretty. So we're at the house now. They're packing. Ryan's pretty pissed. Luke is super pissed. And Christina, her whole thing is, oh, dang, all I can do oh, up there dang, is. You forgot the, like, I, well, one, I forgot to, like, interact in when, because when he announced the bomb three of, like, Christina, skin marks, and Luke, I wrote down, oh, shit. And then Austin tells them to gather their things for their coming of Jesus moment. That's right. Yeah, dude. I forgot that one. Stone line. Cold in the button-up shirt is my coming to Jesus moment. We're going to have ourselves a coming to Jesus moment. Stone Cold, are you Jesus? <laughs> You've lost your hair, Jesus. The second coming comes with an ass whooping. Da -da 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 -da. I'm the <laughs> I'm the son of God, you son of a bitch. Bam, bam. All right, okay, so. so yeah, they're at the house. Like I said, Ryan's pissed. Luke's super pissed. And Christina's whole thing is because I forget who she's talking to, but she's talking to someone about it. She's like, all I can really do is just be honest. That's, okay. That's really yeah. Yeah, I just know that Skin Marks is annoyed to be back at the fucking like cutting block. Luke calls Ryan a cockroach for surviving this long. Yep. I know. I just know Christina's not feeling stoked, and Luke is in denial and doesn't know why he's there. So, Lo on the show has at least gave us a narrative. See now, Luke's narrative. It's it's so much better than Ryan. I feel like it's a different show. Yeah. You have a guy start out. He's looking good. Looking good. But then there's a fall, one episode, and then it cultivates in this episode. And it's like, great, do that all the time. Well, now it's time for the coming of Jesus. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin Luke looks like in a, a polo fucking, shirt. Luke looks like a fucking Yakuza boss. No, the fucking gelled up shirt and the fucking pop-up collars. Yeah, straight up from one of those Yakuza games. <laughs> Luke was pretty cringe, bro. So I'm like, dude, that pop-up collar right there is deserving to go home. I'm not going to lie. I almost liked his outfit because of how bad it was. So Stone Cold comes out. It's almost fitting it's, for this lad. Yeah. Stone Cold talk, uh, comes up to him. He talks to Christina first. He goes, I don't know anything about you. I'm like, me neither. Me neither. But he says, tell me something about yourself. And she mentions how she was a cheerleader. I was a, a dancer. I was a cheerleader. I'm a dancer. Been wrestling for eight months, but she can't imagine her life without it now. Oh. Stone Cold told her he's disappointed with her performance and he brings up how she fucked with the leapfrog and then she goes I know and I'm working on it working on it I'm like oh he's done playing nice with her no more screwing around someone with your background can't do a leapfrog I could jump higher than you <laughs> yeah and he's got a fucked up back and, and knees and neck yeah, bro. Do you remember his fucking knee braces in the end? I'm just saying, Christina, if you can't jump more no than wonder this why they called him bald man. No wonder why they called him the bionic redneck. So, Christina, sorry, then he asks her about what happened with Ivelisse. Christina, okay, here's another weird Christina logic response that I don't understand. Maybe you can interpret. Uh, Christina says, I think what's going on with Christina is it's a lack of respect because she's a veteran. Huh? What? Like a homegirl, you fucked up the leapfrog. You fucked, you're a cheerleader and can't do a leap. You jump up and do the splits. Whatever. Fucking Jesus, I mean Stone Cold, tells her 
that she's not a better athlete than Eva Lise. Yeah, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's got the bum leg? Stone Cold asks if she thinks Eva Lise is outperforming her, and she says no. And then, yeah, like you said, you think you're a better athlete than her? She says yes. What planet is she on? Well, yes. And uh, Stone Cold's like, well, you're not. I'm like, Jesus has spoken. <laughs> I'm saying Jesus has spoken. Now I'm now I'm now I, I now I'm all fucked up. I don't know what I want more. I don't know if I want you to make the thumbnail be that picture of Ray with his bike, or it's if Ray I with want the bike. or if I want you to Photoshop Stone Cold's face onto a crucifix. Or can I just have Stone Cold <laughs> in a church? Or can I just put like the Stone Cold face on the body of Jesus? No, no, no. no but I'm just put Stone Cold's face on Ray's cross necklace. Okay, I'm not going that ridiculous. Okay, I'm just going to do Ray much. on the bike. That's Spare fair. me, bro. I do want to go home at some point tonight. So, oh, you don't even work tomorrow. Yeah, well, uh, technically I do. I guess my, my roommates are moving, oh. and they're asking me to, like, they're paying me to help, like, with their, House like, all to yourself? Bag. Oh, well? Oh, um, might, might be. Who knows if they'll be out by, like, July, because I'm trying to, like, put together, like, a house show. So if they're out, then we could throw the fucking shit in the living room and go a little bit later. Yeah, sure. Hey, you're not playing it. You're off seeing the Black Crows. Oh, that was that day? Fuck! Yeah. The curse of our band, bro. Yeah, so- curse of our band, but hey, I got other bands. True. I'm a mogul. I'm a mogul that gets paid zero. So he goes to Luke. I'm a multimedia mogul. Podcast, musician, internet, yeah. bro, pizza eater. Has an okay Instagram. Dylan Beater. I do not beat on Dylan. Life does that verbally. for me. You do verbally. Well, have you met the fucking guy? <laughs> no, I haven't known. It's not like I've known him since fucking high school. I was saying, do you want to go to Vegas with the guy? I don't want to go. It, no, but I feel that way about Jake. A little less. Oh, I know Jake. But I feel that way about Jake. Jake would be punishing. He would try to make you overwalk and then eventually use like, dude, my legs are dying. I have a fat blister. Jake literally hates planning things. Yeah. The only thing he likes, the only well, thing he, he plans is, hey, let's get our plane tickets and book the Airbnb. As far as he's concerned, that's all you need to do to book for a trip. Like you're not like that work like that wa- that logic works. <laughs> like yeah, you can fill it in the variables as you go. But also you could be Jake too, where he's just like, I'm feeling sick. Do I want to stay in Vegas another night? I think I got my fill. I'm gonna buy a bus and I'm gonna go home. He's gonna buy a bus? Yeah, no, he bought a bus ticket, I mean. <laughs> but sure, no, he bought himself the Jake Express <laughs> and I got stuck in fucking traffic and he got home like eight hours later. Like here's the thing when me and when me and Dylan what were traveling, birthday. Like, when me and Dylan were traveling, I know great dirty thirty. That was a his birthday was a rib. Hey bro, hey you gotta also think there was also double or nothing. True, which we saw good. CM Punk win. Yeah, which that was a fun, it was a fun show. Adam Page should have, should have retained. Oh well, looks like he has to face Okada. Yeah, and then <laughs> also we got the awesome steak. True. And not to have bad barbecue. True. And then, like, also, he, like, one, like, also, like, gambled. I think he got his fill. True. There's just some drama, though. And then also him traveling home, where he was just steaming on the bus, going, like, fucking good friend Dylan. <laughs> I fucking spot him on my fucking card, but he won't fucking pay me back. And when he said he had the money, he was, 
Oh, dude, I done it. I bought like, you know, McDonald's or something. Homie, he has the money that he spared you on a card that's building interest. You fucking butthole. Pay him back. So the show. So Stone, oh, yeah, back to Jesus. So Stone Cold goes to Luke. Okay, one last thing on Vegas. You said something to me off audio that I thought was really funny. What was it? Remind it me. Was, it was how every single trip you've been to Vegas, you've hated it because something yes. lame's happened. And but every time you've gone with Jake, Jake's like, "Oh, Vegas is awesome. I have a blast." And this time, Jake had a bad Vegas experience, and you were like super high on that shit. You were like pumping your fists, like "Fuck yeah, Jake had a bad Vegas trip." Oh yeah, yeah dude, I was pumping my fist. <laughs> yeah, even Jake admitted to himself when I like talked to him earlier in the week. He was just like, "I'm on the fuck Vegas vibe." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> good, good." Trying to sound like Palpatine, bro. That's that was the vibe. I was like, it was like good. Somehow, fuck Jake, Vegas, bro. Some, somehow, Jake Bone Steel returned. I know. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll be back in Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Good friend Thomas wants to go there for his birthday, but his birthday lands near Thanksgiving too. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Hey, at least Jake plans the trips. True. He's not Thomas, like good friend Thomas doesn't plan for shit. Damn right. Okay, so hey, for- at least he got himself his like bus to home early. True, he wasn't like good friend Jake where he got fucking was on that bus forever, ever. Like literally, bro. When I like picked up my Popeyes, it got out of Barstow, f- heading uh, on the fifty eight, going through the Mojave Desert. Jake just hit Barstow, <laughs> oh, and like here is the thing: he got on that bus earlier. Like he got on the bus before I got like for like it, I'm sure he was on the bus and like pseudo on the road an hour like an hour like hour before i actually was on the road finally hitting right, home right right but i also took a route that made me go all the way the fuck around the like traffic but eventually i was still stuck in that traffic for a good minute yeah but hey i had my i had good host edward here hook me up with the fucking book of the death of wcw <laughs> the so audio book yeah. Oh, yeah dude i made it to like 13 14 chapters on that trip it's such a great book. Holy fuck, we have stressed this show. Good. How are we doing this? It's Vegas. Fuck you, Vegas. <laughs> Vegas Let's get back to Jesus. Vegas only ruins your life. Dude, Vegas always ruins my life. Even when I'm talking about it, I'm sitting there going, why is time flying? I fucking hate, ta- I hate that town, bro. Except I love Urban Rise. Right. Here's the thing. I can make Vegas work. <laughs> But, dude, Urban Rise is a delicious spot. I recommend it if you're going to Vegas. That was the second takeaway my mom had from our podcast last episode. She said the steak sounded great and that traveling with good friends Jake and Dylan just sounds awful. I'm just saying, if you're going to Vegas, go hit up Urban Rise. It's an awesome spot. And they're open three until 3 in the morning. Makes so sense. So you get a delicious steak. Now, obviously, there's the spots on the strip where you got your Elon Musk money where you're spending like 80 bucks an ounce, like a pound. Yeah. Like you spend eighty bucks a pound, like per pound of meat that you want to be sliced, but I'm sitting there and like, here's the thing. But this is a joint that's off the strip. This is yeah. like the locals, like this is like a locals thing, or like traveler foodie people are like, yeah, yeah, hit up this spot. That's the vibe. Yeah. So right. Stone Cold goes. Jesus goes back to Luke. Damn right. He asks, "Raise thee." He asks, "You think?" And his too- broken skull <laughs> IPA from yeah. El Segunda, El Segunda Brewing. He asks Luke, he asks, you think you're too good to be here? And then Luke goes, if you mean, do I deserve him to be in the bottom three? No, I don't. I haven't had a bad day since I've been here. 
he mentions oh and he mentions offhand he was trained by tony step on my face fetish atlas <laughs> i was like i was like yeah dude you can talk about tony atlas but then you're like throwing the step in my face i'm like that's right He's got a bad foot fetish, bro. Yeah, Teddy Long. The first time I heard about it was that again the you shoot kayfabe commentary guys. Teddy Long interview. Uh, he 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 mentioned because uh, the the guy brought it up to him and Teddy's like, oh yeah, he doesn't say it, but he's like, he's a kinky motherfucker. Teddy, that's also the same interview where he mentions how Ric Flair was racist to him. But I forgot we're only supposed to cancel Hulk Hogan for racism. Oops. So Jesus dismantles. Luke. I know the, the only thing that sucks though is that we like Flair more. It depends on the day. It depends on the day. Because listen, I know it's easy to hate Hulk Hogan. I'm not going to say it's not possible to hate Ric Flair, but but I don't. Hulk Hogan just does stuff sometimes where I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm making an exception, but it's just like, man, Hulk is cool. What? I don't know. I don't if think Hulk-, Hulk is cool as all. I think he's a dork. You, you think Hulk Hogan is a dork? Yes. The guy that popularized wrestling in the States? That's worth something. Yeah, but he's a fucking dork. Are you talking about in real life or his character? In gen- Yeah, just everything. Nah, he's not a dork. He's I, think, just, he's just, I think he's a dork, bro. Oh, come on. He's entertaining. Like, yeah, he's entertaining and goofy, but I'm more of a flair man. <sighs> Say that. Hey, that's just me. Yeah. If you're more of a Hogan man, that's you. I'm not even saying I'm more of a... If we're talking wrestling, I'm not even saying I'm more of Hogan and Flair. I just... You gotta see it from my perspective, bro. I've had the last, like, eight years of being... Of, like, being subscribed to The Observer. Of just having just every opportunity. It's like every flaw about Hulk Hogan imaginable point out. And every flaw about Ric Flair ignored. Some people can hear that kind of stuff all the time and be content. But eventually I'm just like, you know, there's gotta be another side to the story here. So then that's, what you know, that's that that's why I, uh, I just got tired. I got tired of uh, always being like, Ric Flair's the greatest ever, day in, day out. I'm not even disagreeing, but it's just like, I heard it all the time, you know? So, yeah, Luke was trained by Tony Step on My Face Fetish Atlas. Yep. And Steve Austin dismantles his and Big Rig's friendship. He feels that Big Rig is outperforming Luke for how green he is. Then Ryan, he walks over to Ryan. He looks at him. He just, scoffs and he walks just like that. And he, he literally walks just, away. He just looks at like skin marks and he just. <sighs> so back to you, Christina. Yeah. He asked Christina if Luke is tough enough. She says physically. Yes. But and this was actually a good point. She doesn't think he can handle a locker room. He walks up to him. He goes, you insecure, Luke. He says, <laughs> he says, no, sir. I love myself. And he goes, I can see that. And Luke chooses death because he, after he says, uh, after Stone Cold says that, he goes, ha ha. And then, or something like that. And Stone Cold goes, ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. That was great. <laughs> no, just him grilling Luke, bro. Stone Cold says, I hate people who think their shit don't stink. Why are you here? To be a WWE superstar. To be a WWE superstar. He goes, Ryan, why are you here? You're like a damn bump on a log. I'm like, what <laughs> does that mean? That's a good question. <laughs> but either way, Skidmark feels like he hasn't impressed. 
and understanding that he's having a hard time breaking his old habits. Stone Cold feels that, and they said this a couple times throughout the episode, they feel Ryan is unteachable. Okay, then. Steven, then... That's the first time you've said that. Could you said that like episode two? <laughs> yeah. Could you explain? He's ha- we're having a hard time teaching him. All I get is angry erection just screaming at him. Never an explanation. I'm like, where is this unwarranted hatred coming from? But in this episode, there's oh, like... Oh, yeah, this episode, freaking, oh, now we'll Oh, it's because he's unteachable. It's like... It's not even like the pieces weren't in place for that, but they they were. But they didn't utilize them. So then Stone and then Stone Cold he walks to the center of the ring. He rubs his hands together. You can hear his the microphones on his shirt. It's picking up his skull ring scraping against his skin. He huffs and he <laughs> puffs. He's like, I have a dilemma right now. I wrote down Stone Cold has his dilemma. And then he pauses for a bit and he goes, Ryan, I got a dilemma. He goes, he goes, it shouldn't be a dilemma. I've shown I want to be here, unlike Christina. And Christina says, and this was actually a fair enough point. She basically says, well, I'm still new to the business, so I feel like whatever problems I have can be fixed. Now, granted, her specifically, probably not. Anybody else in that position? Probably. Yeah. And then Stone Cold says, well, one thing this dipshit, he points to Luke, has shown me is that he wants to be here. He looks at him. That bother you? Yeah, that bother you? When I call you that? He goes, what are you going to do about it? He's like, Not a goddamn thing. I'm like sitting there in that situation. I was sitting there in situations like, do I have consent to fucking just like punt this dude in his broken <laughs> knees right now? I'm like, I'm like t- TV lad. From the situation, like, do I have legal consent from him that we could fucking throw the fuck down and not have to deal with the like? I'm not going to lie. I thought they were going to fight or I thought at least Stone Cold was going to be like, you know what? Try something like he was going to like offer himself for like Luke to take a shot. You know, like that one thing that uh, that that tough old guys always do. They're like, take a shot. They like stick their neck out and it's like right here. One. Something like that. Yeah, I was like sitting there. It's like, bro, are we going to have like filthy Tom Waller on the ultimate fighter where he was like <laughs> oh hanging out God. talking to some like drug dude? Some drug dude's like, come on, man, bro. Just punch me in the face. Punch me in the face. You're not going to knock me out. And, lo- and like filthy Tom's like, dude, I'm going to knock you out, bro. Are you sure about this? Because I'll do it. And he's like, yeah, I'm game. I was like, are you sure? Yes, I'm game. Are you sure? He asked yes. him like three or four times. And then fucking like just slugs him and he's just like sleeping on the couch. Oh, yeah. I'm like saying it's like in this situation it's like does Luke have the consent of fucking filthy Tom now like listen, Jesus here? And listen, I like filthy Tom Lawler, but that was probably the most dominant he ever. He looked like Mike Tyson in that segment. <laughs> you ever see Mike Tyson My, knock someone out? Yeah, they Mike just Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson's uh, Mike Tyson in tank tops and flip flops. <laughs> That's kind of what Mike Tyson wears nowadays. Not the tank tops, but he rocks the flip flops. Dude, flippy flops, bro. Getting socked out by a fucking man in flip-flops. If this was my competition, I would want them to try to fuck with me. I'll knock them the fuck out. That's my Mike Tyson impersonation. I know. But yeah, and then he says, not a goddamn thing. So sit there with that gel in your hair, your flipped up collar, and shut up. 
I love I love Stone Cold. Stone Cold's the greatest. Dude, Stone Cold like railing of, Luke, bro. It was like beautiful. Speaking of Hogan, someone was on Twitter talking about how uh, they found it. Uh, str- uh, they didn't believe the fact that uh, Austin was a was a much bigger draw slash is a bigger name potentially than Hulk Hogan. And Meltzer was on Twitter going like, huh. "Oh, bro." Austin is way bigger than Hogan. And I thought about it. Like, I really, because I never thought of that before. I'm thinking and I'm like, fuck, Austin might be bigger than Hogan in a lot of ways, you know? Like, I feel like, like, I like I really think about it. I'm like, if you go around to more regular people on the street, like, if you, like, if you pulled 500 people, I really wonder how many of them would know Stone Cold Steve Austin more, like, like, how many more of them would, like, know, recognize the name Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So it's interesting to me. So then Stone Cold eventually decides, because he talks to Ryan, and he's like, and Ryan's like, I'm giving you my best. I can only give my best. And he's like... And he's like, well, he's like, you're giving me your best, but you're here in my bottom three. Well, that's three strikes. You're out. Yeah, he sends Ryan home. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the final episode, hey, we're going to eliminate this guy. We can actually explain why we hate this guy. Yeah. But like in logic, if the guy's saying, I'm giving my best, and it's like, dude, you're in my bottom three. Three times. And if this is your best, you are going home. I'm like. Yeah, that's kind of it. Like, Christina and Luke seems like they still got a little bit more wiggle room to fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then, uh, yeah, he leaves and uh, he says in his spot that um, his talking head, how being called skid marks out the gate, he feels kind of fucked with him, but killed his confidence in the beginning. But it said he's really going to try to, uh, you know, make it and stuff. He ended up making it all right. Quick Google search of this guy and, uh, He's been holding it down in Ohio Valley for a really long time. So he still wrestles? Oh yeah, he's their champion right now. What? He's no in, way. He's in his third title reign. <laughs> oh, bro, <laughs> what? Oh yeah, Skid Marks went uh, went to be someone. Yeah, it, which you know Ohio Valley is. Uh, let me what? see this shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's right here. Yeah, so, come on, flip it. Come on, flip the camera. Show me it on the phone. Oh yeah, sure. Um, you want me to just show you a picture of him? Sure. Let me let okay. me see him because you title. you gotta see you gotta see what he looks like. I'll show you a picture of what he looks like now. Okay, this is what he looks like now. He looks like fucking Brett. Brett Michael. Michaels. <sighs> let me let me. Well, let me you get you a picture of him with a title. Let's see if I can find one. I don't see. I see one him with the tough enough title. But oh, right. wait. Here we go. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Mm. Hmm. Well, people, let me tell you something. <laughs> what I'm seeing, yeah, of what Skid Marks has become. I at least he has like a at least he he has a career. He has a career when he's it. only 34. He can still do it a while. He has a career. He's got a look, but I would have kicked him off tough enough with that. <laughs> Homie, if you're coming in looking like Brett Michaels, you're off my damn show. <laughs> so I feel very justified. There's no defending. There's no defending Ryan, i.e. skid marks. If this is where you've led your career, I think you deserve it. He's like a six-time champion there, though. Do I give a fuck? <laughs> hey, listen, man. He had to work really. He had to get taunted, but he had to job out to uh, to build him off for five weeks. Yep. 
Well, either way. Yeah, he's a three-time heavyweight so back, champion. So back to Stone Cold. Three-time television champion, too. Ah, nice. So back to Stone Cold. Yeah, back to Stone Cold. He said, he said like, if Skid, Skid Marks gave his all, but sorry, when you're in my bottom three, th- bottom three, three times in a row, three times in a row, you're just out. Then no point, like, no point, nothing else. And I'm like, yep. And that was this week's episode. Maybe we should watch Ohio Valley Wrestling. They post all their episodes to YouTube. They're on episode... 11, I don't know. 1190. I'll go have fun and watch freaking Ohio, Ohio Valley. Watch Brett Michaels, Brett Michaels 2. Yeah, I'm not fucking watching Brett Michaels 2. But all right, everyone. I think it's time to wrap up the show. Sure. And you got anything else you want to say? Nah. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Thank you, everyone. This is the Triple D Radio Show with your host, James and Edward. Have a good one. Adios. We'll try not to talk about Vegas next time. Bye.